You know what's on, boy. Gun line, gun line, gun line. Fire mission coming down. I'm your host, Lopez, and you're listening to the On the Gun Line podcast, where we shoot the shit like we did in the past. So come on down and pop a squat because it's about to get hot right now. You're listening to the midweek memo for the week of May 12, 2021. And as always, I got my host, well, my co-host doubting with us today. Uh, he's not doing babysitting duties that were at the baseball place. So he was able to come here and um and shoot the shit with us. And today we got a very special gun line topic, y'all. So check this out. If you're looking at this very fine specimen that's uh you've never <laughs> seen before. Um, well, you're not get out of ball head. Um, <laughs> that right there is, believe it or not, he's my fucking nephew. All right, he's my nephew. Uh, blood by blood, not this. Uh, we know each other. No, by blood. Uh, I was born November twenty fourth, nineteen seventy seven. He was born December second, nineteen seventy seven. Typical fucking Hispanic household. You know the mama and my sister. Well. Another story for another day. Uh, pregnant at the same time. <laughs> it happened to be my dad's oldest daughter. Uh, and my mom is his second marriage. Anyway, long story short, this is Dago right here. Dagoberto. Thanks for being on the gun line, brother. Uh, thanks for letting me, have, letting me be here, Danny. Appreciate it, my boy. Bro, uh, so I teased it earlier on, the, on my Facebook page um, that uh, throughout my years in the military, I always heard motherfuckers say, Oh, the army's the biggest gang in the world. The army is the biggest gang. And so, uh, you know, I remember we were talking one time on Facebook and you said, you know, that you would want to discuss how the army and gang banging has a lot of similarities, you know? And with that, I thought that, you know, what better way to have a subject matter expert for those that don't know, uh, you know, you may have had a, previous experience with that so i mean why don't you tell the people a little about yourself um well thanks for letting me have let me be here danny much love my boy of course i mean always family um so let me see um well like you said my our family's from salvadorian um i come from a hard-working father um hard-working mother cleaned houses my dad worked in uh um i guess factories i really Never really knew what he did. It was just always like a mystery. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, I just know he would come back home. And that was a good thing, you know? <laughs> but when he did come back home, you know, most of the time when I was young, he'd be drinking. I remember my family drinking, you know, but everybody having a good time. Um, so anyways, you know, just, just, you know, I came from a nice home. Um, didn't have everything I wanted, but I, what I needed, I had, you know, uh, the necessities. Um, you know, grew up with Danny. First, I was staying in the South Central. When I was when I was young, uh, we went to school together, uh, South Park Elementary, the one on Manchester. Uh, actually, they used to call us uh, they used to call him French fry, and they used to call me hamburger. <laughs> and it was a and it was a teacher that I remember because, you know, not many teachers do I remember from when I was growing up, but that teacher I do because she used to look out for us a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she she showed a lot of love. So, anyways, we used to get into trouble and. Um, Long story short, we, uh, they ended up moving because they thought that by separating us that they were going to stop the problems, I guess. I guess that's what they thought because we, I was doing real bad when I was little. I mean, I, I, we, we used to do some stuff that, you know what I mean? I don't understand how we didn't, how we don't have a wooden leg or something right now, you know what I mean? Like, or, is- or we're dead because we used to do some, 
We used to jump from the roofs. We used to, man, we used to think we were in the military. Yep. And we used to, we used to go on top of the tree. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And then, and they put Joanna like she was a soldier waiting on the door. Because <laughs> we used to get that from my, yeah. We used to get that from my uncle, Chanti. Remember, he used to come yeah. back from the military and yep. he used to take us to those shows and all that. So, and uh, it was me, fun. So, any, yeah, go ahead. Let me give a little bit of background. So, <laughs> when we were in elementary school. All right. When I say that me and this cat grew up together, we were joined at the hip. All right. Like it was to the point where if I couldn't go spend the night at his house, I'd be fucking in tears. Or if he <laughs> at my house, he'd be in tears. All right. Yeah. And then um, this is back in the eighties, y'all. So things were a lot fucking different back then. Yeah. Let a teacher call their fucking student out of their name nowadays. Oh, like, like you said, and her name was Miss Choice. I remember this fat black lady. Yeah, she used to yeah. call him hamburger. I was <laughs> French fry, and I used to get clowned as well because I used to have a Kool Aid smile in the morning. <laughs> But um, we did a lot of knuckleheaded things, especially there was this one event where your sister, Joanna, was getting uh, punked by some little kid. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. We, and we ended up beating them up or something like that. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. And this was when we were like in second or third grade. So, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say when we were youngsters, we were going to be knuckleheads in some sort of way or another. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like you were saying, you know, now that I think about it, about your pops, I have no idea what he did. Like, I mean, <laughs> I found out later on in life that, that it was for cardboard. But uh, yeah, very interesting, though. You know what I mean? Uh, to find out, you know, to not know what your father does when he leaves. But right. I, I guess, you know, that's just the way it is, you know. Hey, he made them duckets. That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and I think that's going to lead as well to a lot of um, a lot of questions. <laughs> about uh, and when we get future into our conversation so yeah all right so um we ended up you guys ended up moving to the west side so we ended up moving to the west side uh we moved away well to different spots it was uh, at some point we were in hollywood and from hollywood we moved to uh, uh i think some part right there by macarthur park mm. it was like a couple blocks away from that's where i jumped off the window remember i jumped out the window on dirt on the third floor Cause I thought I was Superman and I cut myself right here in the, on my eye. And then, and my dad took me to the, to the, to the, to the hospital in his underwear. Cause he was drunk. <laughs> my mom always tells me that story, man. God, and, uh, yeah. And so, um, we went there and then we ended up on Vermont and Olympic. Right. Now on Menlo. That's the one I remember the most. That's where, yeah, all, I'm Menlo. that's where yeah. a lot of our, um, a lot of the stories that I remember from us growing up. Yeah, yeah. It's right yeah. next to Koreatown. Is on Olympic in Vermont. The donut shop. The, the donut shop. shop. Yeah, it's gone now, dude. It's wow. it's all gentrified, but not by the whites, but by, by the Koreans. Ah. And they took all. They were smart. They bought all that land, so it's all Korean now. Yeah, but so, there's still a lot of issues. Yeah. But everything owned is by the Koreans. And the Koreans don't fuck around either. Oh, they're not. We know that from the LA riots. <laughs> <laughs> they were not playing. <laughs> so uh, let's go. Let's let's stick a little bit to our childhood. Okay. Right there yeah. Menlo. Um, Dowden. All right. When we were kids, we did a lot of stupid shit. I don't know if you did this as well, Dowden, but I think this is <laughs> this is every all kids do this at some time in their life. Yeah, they had to. They had to. But we would go to the parking lot, and his parking lot 
was like on a hill and yeah. Vermont was the main street that rolled behind him. All right. Yeah. Lots of traffic on this street on Vermont and Olympic. Busy, busy street. And Olympic was the main street right there. The intersection was. Well, we thought it'd be a great idea to get rocks and throw them at these cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you think somebody could have probably got killed. Because if you hit someone in the face, now that now that we, we've grown up and and we've experienced life, you know, now I look back and I'm like, man, it just it just took one, like it just one inch somebody's life for the end. You know what I mean? They would have hit him right in the face. That's crazy, man. Did you ever throw rocks at cars, Dowden? Oh yeah, we used to hide out in the woods and do fucking throw rocks. <laughs> oh no, we're talking we were trying to hit uh people, not animals. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the only little difference right there. You know what I mean? The same concept. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Dada, he's a big shit talker. Think of a Mexican oh, Kowalski. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, we used to do shit like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but all the time, that was all the time that he was over. Every so if something was always we all were always up to something. And not only that, now that I think about it, there was one of the one of your neighbor kids got in trouble for us throwing rocks. Yeah, <laughs> over. He probably did. That was happening all the time, man. <laughs> and, uh, all the time. You know, but um we ended up growing up together. He yeah. was coming over to my neighborhood where I live. We would go out and mess around at the swap meet or you know, just do Troublemaking shit, all right? Yeah. Troublemaking shit. And no matter how much our ass whoopings, because my dad would whoop the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And, you yeah. know, your dad... Um, Beatings, man. You know, we, we grew yeah. up uh, old school, Salvador. Oh, yeah. But we, but we grew up with the type of beatings that they learned in their country. Right. With it, it was like, yeah, you get whooped with a paddle. No, no, no. We're talking about get on your knees. Put some rice on the floor, oh. all the books like this. Yeah. And if you move, you're gonna get to beat the shit out of you right now. Yeah. And man, you didn't want to and but we still I think that would encourage us more to do bad. You know, that was yeah. And, and, and we're gonna get into that as well, too. Yeah. I was it already it was well, we'll get into that. Um, but you know what? Don't get me wrong, though. It wasn't I don't I don't say it was a bad thing because. I think the love over overrode that. You know what I mean? Like I think like even though it sounds bad and this is not, I don't I still got a lot of love for my mom and my dad. You get what I'm saying? Like it is like I don't hold nothing against, but I'm just saying, like today you you talk about things like that, and some people are like, Oh my God, that was child abuse. Oh my god, or oh my god, how can you you know this and that? But you know, to each his own, but to me, uh that just that's just that just makes me who I am today. Well, that's just so, part of my story, you know. Go ahead, Dowden. I said that that's that's what I would call a life correction. Yeah. You got what you got. You got loved afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. when I think about it, you know, it, it seems like it didn't matter what um our parents did to us to try to discipline us. Our path were pretty much already set of what we were gonna do or how we were gonna become. Um and luckily, eventually, as we grow into men. You know, we can see back then, hindsight is 2020, you know? And um, because my dad would whoop my ass literally for being late from school. Like he beat my ass because I stopped from the fucking gas station. Uh, I stopped that. But office. you know, okay. you, you deserve this sometimes though, man. <laughs> because I'm gonna be honest, man, this guy would lose his bus pass all the time. And then he'll have to walk all the way up from to Bethune, huh? 
Yeah. Man, every time, though, it's like, man, I will, you know, now I look at it, I would get mad too. I got to buy you another fucking bus pass. Fuck that. I'm going to whoop your ass real quick, man. Kill your ass over here. <laughs> yeah, so I will get my ass for losing my bus pass. All right. It was $20 to buy a bus pass. Back in the day, $20 was a lot of money, Chief. Hell yeah. But that wasn't deserving of an ass whooping. <laughs> my dad whooped his ass one time so hard with the fucking fan. With the sticks. the sticks. He used to make pick, he used to make you pick the stick. Yes, he did. He'll tell you, go get me that stick over there real quick. He <laughs> to be like, man. He tried to grab a small stick. You're like, no, no, grab that skinny one right there. Because the skinnier, the better. It's going to, it's going to, I'm going to hear it. I'm going to hear it hit you. <laughs> what you say? The, the, the skinny sticks cut the weight better. Oh. Bro, my, yeah, dad, man. my dad had a very, a very unique way of cutting the yeah. bread, and he would just like all the leaves would come. <laughs> that man was magical with it. Magic. I'll tell you what, one year, bro, it's time. All right. During Christmas time, we had bought a camcorder. All right, Dowden. We're listening, listening to some fucking music. And in, in the living room, and this fucker right here is recording me, and I'm doing like dancing or whatever. And then he's like, "Hey, fool, hey, fool, why don't you move the camera?" And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Move the camera, fool." All right. So okay. you see me unbuckle my pants and my big white ass all over the fucking screen, bro. Lo and behold, I forget about this later on through the night. And we had a tradition that, you know, everybody would spend the night at the house and fucking, you know, we open up gifts and all that good shit. And then we'd be by the fireplace. And then in the morning, we watched a video. <laughs> in the morning, we're watching the video, bro. And there's my brother way. Ed remembers this very well. Um, we're watching the video, and all of a sudden, <laughs> that part comes up. And I'm like, oh, shit. My big white ass is on TV. My dad did not even make a sound. He just got up. Walked the <laughs> grab the motherfucking um, grab the I don't know if it was the water, but he, grabbed, but he started. Oh, you think you're funny, huh? <laughs> he whooped my. Ass. Yeah, that was bad, man. That was bad. We kind of influenced each other to do stupid shit. All right. Yeah. We we did, but uh, did bad boy. How about you, Dad? And I'm growing up. Did you uh? Suffer any uh, ass whoopings per se? My, my grandparents would whoop our anybody in our family if we fucked up as kids had free reign to whoop our ass. Uh, what kind of whooping was it though? Well, my grandparents had a switch tree. They liked that if they if the yardstick was broke. Either <laughs> yardstick or the switch. <laughs> Let's see. My dad was a big fan of those thick ass fucking eighties, nineties belts, leather belts. Oh, the thick ones. Oh, the big, thick leather motherfucker. With the big-ass buckle and shit? Yeah, and sometimes the buckle gets out of control when you catch a buckle. Yeah. Oh, fuck that buckle. So Man. my mom always waited for dad to come home, which was great, because, you know, <laughs> hey, dad, what's going on? You're like, oh, fuck this. You know, <laughs> get my ass whooped. I'm going to but being that we took all those ass whoopings and everything growing up, man, we still made dumb decisions. You know, in junior high, junior high came along, and the big thing in LA at that time was tagging, being tagged. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you or know, ravers, or ravers. Yeah, there was the part. It was a party. The party cruise. Party cruise, dude. Yeah, the party came on the news. Yeah, uh, with the, with the, the Fox the, uh, undercover. Yep. Yeah. 
But um, so dude, uh, so anyways, those were the big things growing up as a teenager. And um, hey, Danny, but you didn't tell them real quick. My bad. But you didn't tell them. Here we go. When you when you sang uh, when you guys sang at Bethune at your graduation, uh, the man in the mirror. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, that was actually in elementary school. Was it elementary? Yeah, that was a sixth grade graduation. I, I don't know why I always remember that, man. The the man in the mirror. It, 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 I don't know why. I just had to bring that up. Why are you bringing up my old fucking Michael Jackson memories, man? I just, it I just thought we, we could. We couldn't, we couldn't skip that one, my boy. I just remember all you little brown black kids on the front line and singing your hearts off, man. That's it's just, I just remember that. Y'all know why, man. Dude, yeah, dude, it, it's fucked up because you know Michael touched me at that time, you know, with his music <laughs> and his voice. Hey, Michael was bad, but he was a Chester, man. <laughs> yeah, he was. Well, Bottom line, there's, there's no reason you should be sleeping in bed with kids, man. <laughs> hey, at well, all. Culkin said everything was good. Yeah, well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So tagging was the thing at the time. And, yeah. I think that and gangs. Also, and gangs. gangs. Uh, the gangs, well, that's when tag bangers started getting into it. So I remember yeah. I wanted to be a tagger like in the seventh grade and, <laughs> because everybody was tagging in school. And um, I don't know how many times I got called a fucking toy. Anyways, and, and I remember. You, you should tell them what a toy is, though. Okay, so a toy is somebody that can't tag that has some crusty ass writing. Uh, yeah. In other words, there's no reason why you should be on the wall. Yeah. 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 Basically, yeah. you shouldn't be writing. And uh, yeah. this date, it, it, it look, I might as well have tagged with my left hand. It would probably look better. But um, mm -hmm. and I'm right-handed. I've seen some of the cartoons you tried to draw. It's it's true. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that was between you and me, Dowden. Wow, you're gonna throw me out like that. God. You know how to draw, Danny? Fuck no, I don't know how to draw. Oh, I mean, he can't even draw a circle. <laughs> not without uh, something tracing it. <laughs> All right, let's not get this. Look, not without don't the compass. Throw the hate because this fool is quick to start jumping on that, and all of a sudden it's gonna be a let's bag on Danny day. <laughs> it was always. Hey, that'd be a good show too, dude. Him and my brother Doug. <laughs> It's a fucking tag team event on me, and it's like fuck that. It'll no, 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 no. <laughs> Have you had Doug on the uh, uh, Doug on the show yet? No. Oh, not yet. You should. Okay. You, I, it would be good if you and them got in. Speaking politics, man, because oh, you guys go at it, and you guys know what you're talking about, man. So it'd be good. That fool is too far left for me. He's a too Why? much free hugger. He's way. Oh, he's way <laughs> I think it'll be a good debate. And let me and let me and let me uh facilitate the debate. Nah, man, you good, brother. Nah, I, I got four questions and that's it. Four questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> four questions. I want you guys to answer and go. You know what I mean? That that'll take up a whole hour right there. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the next segment for that one. Oh, so, <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think um that what took us to wanting? Well, I'll speak for myself. I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for you. I'll speak for myself. I know that I always wanted a sense of belonging. I wanted to belong. You know what I mean? And um, I, I grew up seeing Doug and Doug and his homies. You know what I mean? So seeing Doug and his homies got me to a sense of like, I want that brotherhood. I want to know what that's like. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to have friends like that. And, um, and uh, you know, back then, taggers weren't getting respect, but the gangsters were. You know what I mean? People either feared them or respected them. Respect was a big thing. It still is, I'm thinking, back in LA. Respect was a big fucking thing, especially when we were growing up. 
Yeah. And um, all the gangsters were respected. And so eventually it went from tagging to gang banging. And then of course the guys I hung around with were from a certain neighborhood. And, you know, I made my decision with that. And um, you, you know, made your decision. What led you um, to go from tagging to elevate to gang banging? Well, for me, I think, um, I think it was a process, but I think it has to do a lot with what you said was with, with, with my uncles, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like with Doug, uh, you know, seeing Jeff, you know what I mean? Seeing, you know what I mean? Uh, all his homies, you know what I mean? And, and you know, and, uh, you know, uh, and even Romeo when he was around. Right. And then him leaving, like, I remember all that. Because we used to have the Christmas parties at the house, you know what I mean? Yep. And then, you know, and that's why I was saying that, you know, how they moved, how my family had moved out. And I think they thought by doing that, they were going to fix it. Because I think just like we noticed, they noticed. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And I think because, you know, hardworking parents, but in order to be hardworking, that means you're not at home no more. Right. You get what I'm saying? So they knew that the supervision wasn't there no more. So I think that's why they moved. And, you know, with Mamita, she passed away. But Mamita was really the one that used to babysit, the one that used to take care of me, you know. And uh, even she did what she could, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that was was like like another mother to me, you know what I mean? Mamita was like everything, you know. And um, so from that, you know, I think when they moved out, uh, they thought it was going to change things. But in reality, I, I think it just made it worse. You know what I mean? Because that was my family component. You know what I'm saying? That was my family. So when you remove that, then you're trying to find yourself again. You know what I'm saying? And then hitting junior high, like you said, I think we all want to belong. Right. Everybody wants to be part of something. Everybody wants to be noticed. But not in a bad way, but because we are somebody. Everybody's somebody. Right. And, uh, and I think as you're a young man, you're trying to find that. You're trying to find your identity. And it's whatever grabs you, right. you know what I mean? It's like you know, it's whatever. What, what it's like if it's if it's the chess team and you get into it, that's what you're gonna be good at, right? You know what I mean? And if it's um baseball, if it's football, you're gonna grow up in school with everything else around you, but you're so focused on that because that's your outlet. You found something that that you're good at and that you like. Right. So the bad thing about it is that for me, it was it was gangs. You know what I mean? I like to get into trouble. That's the only time that my family really noticed me is when I was in trouble. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So just like, I think in a way, I was trying to find my place and because, you know, my place, I found it in the street, I liked it. It was almost like a high for me. You know what I mean? Like, like man, I love, like, there's no rules. We are the rules. You know what I mean? Like, and for a young kid, like, you could get lost in all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing bad is not hard, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and yeah, go ahead. No, what I was going to say, because one thing that I noticed about your neighborhood versus my neighborhood, um, you were out on the west side, um, in West LA, over by MacArthur Park. Yeah. And um, you guys had that shit on lock. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you get La Renta, you know, motherfuckers, were, it was all on point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to go too deep into that, but you guys had the structure right. as well. In my neighborhood, it was a little more Wild West where we didn't have that locked like y'all did. You know what I mean? Right. And that's one thing that I like, I, I'm not envy per se, but uh, like thought like, why the fuck can't we be like that neighborhood where they have that structure? You know what I mean? Right. And I mean, I, I remember when I went to your neighborhood and I met, uh, that was the first time I went to your neighborhood was when I, you introduced me to uh, Red, I think his name was. And, mm. um, and that was off and um, like we went to the pizza shop and like yeah, everything, yeah. everything around there was y'all's, you know what I mean? Right. So, and where I was at, we didn't have it like that. It was still, like I said, you know, it was 
not as structured as it was in the West Side. So yeah, it was just different, but it's, it's not the same thing at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Go ahead, so, Donnie. If y'all's environment had changed, kind of like what you were saying, you know, if you're into baseball, baseball, it, let's say if y'all's environment would change and maybe it wasn't so gang related in the school and the neighborhood you grew up in, do you think you would have had a different path? Yeah, I think if I would have had someone that that pulled me aside and, you know, and kind of like, you know, like a mentor or some type of, you know, someone that really was there for the right reasons, then I think I think anybody would would, would, uh, would have a different outcome, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, I don't regret what I where I've been. Um, yeah, would I've done things a little bit different? Yeah, maybe, you know what I mean? Not what I know now, you know, but um, I, I love my past. I embrace it, you know what I'm saying? And, but to me, what got me involved in gangs was, it was fun. I, I don't know for me it's just fun you know what I mean going out there um being with a family uh, uh you know yeah you're doing certain things but that was mostly more because you were protecting yourself you were like you know well they come hit me I'm gonna go hit them it's like the United States you know what I'm saying oh you over there doing this well I'm gonna do this back you know what I mean it's just in a smaller scale you know what I mean that's the only difference and but you know what I mean they're the same way there's politics in there there's politics you know what I mean and, and, and almost in anything you know what I mean even church so when uh yeah, go ahead. No, so with that, um, you know, the brother, the, I think that it's the risk factor that draws yeah. people to it, you know, because I know I like the risk. Uh, there's something about your fucking adrenaline pumping. Adrenaline pump. You know, it, and I also. But, but everybody has, I think everybody has a different rush. Right. Because not everybody in gangs is doing bad stuff. Right. There's there's gang members that they're walking USC right now uh, about a major and a degree or something. Right. You know what I mean? And they never, They've never even shot anybody or anything like that, but they're in gangs just because of their family and because they grew up like that, maybe in middle school, but yet they did something else. They were never jumped out, but they chose to do something different in their gang. Right. You know what I mean? Not every gang, gang members out there selling drugs and stuff like that, but I think that, um, I, I was going to say that I think that, that, that if we have more things in schools and we taught some real stuff in the school, especially like junior high and elementary, I think we will have a different, like, right now, everybody's, I, I feel like, like, everybody's just, it's all about me. What can I get out of this? Right. Like, it's me, 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 me. It's not no us. It's not no, even like when you're playing, when you see coaches out there talking about, oh, you know what, uh, you're not going to be a winner. Like, like you're not going to be a winner all the time. Just know that. You know what I mean? Like, for me, it's like, come on, we're going to go out there. We're going to do this. You know what I mean? We're going to play our hearts out and fuck this shit. You know what I mean? But now it's just everything's so sensitive, you know. And and to be honest with you, I, uh, my kids like I try to teach them like you know I, I tell them the real man. I try to teach them about money management. I try to teach them about you know whatever I can. You know I mean the real history. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, then they're gonna they you're you're. I guess I'm saying all that because I think you're set up with a certain like how to buy how to how to how to like. When you're little, you're really being taught how to follow rules, how to, how to, how to, you know, like that, that eye in the sky. It's like, I feel like they're teaching you a certain way of think already. And at the end of the day, yeah, you can be good, but you just can't get there where they're at. You know what I mean? Like they keep you to us. They let you do certain things to a certain point. And I'm saying that because, you know, it might be gangs. It might be a punk rocker. It might be a, a, an atheist. It might be, it might be someone that's just book smart and is about to blow up a school. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, somehow, some way, something's going to shape them. You know what I mean? And whatever catches their attention, and most of the time it's during that junior high area, 
or, or elementary. Whatever catches their attention, guess what? If your parents are going through a divorce, guess what? You just fucked up that family component. So now wherever that kid lands up at, wherever, whatever parent gets them, guess what? He's going to gravitate to whatever's in that school. And it might not be gangs. It might be drugs. Drugs and don't respect no color. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, I, I, I like to have fun, but I like, I think I used to like taking risks. Right. I think for me, it was almost like a, a suicide mission out there. To me, it wasn't like, yeah, there was, there's gang members, but not everybody's gangbanging. And sometimes for me, it would be like, like I remember even putting on like a, a hooded sweater with, with a wig on and, and, and like a dress. And then trying to catch somebody down the street for I could catch them slipping, you know? Yeah. Like I and I used to love that. Or I used to remember getting in the ice cream truck, taking the ice cream truck from the guy, not because I robbed him, but because I was gonna take it around the corner, see if I could catch my one of my enemies, and then come back around and give the man the, his ice cream truck back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that type of stuff, you know? And, and and not that everybody was doing it, but at that time, man, it was crazy. And it was like every gang wanted to top each other. Right. Oh, you kidnap somebody? Oh, we're going to kidnap somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, you're going to do this? We're going to do that. So it was, and then at that same time, in my, in my area, there was a lot of people coming from that, from the from the Civil War yeah. up in El Salvador. Yeah. So they were coming with, I mean, as young kids, they already seen the whole family killed. They seen, you know, grave sites full of people in them, like pits and stuff, because that's what they, you know what I mean? They were out there killing people just for beans. Let me stop, you. Let me stop you right there. Yeah. Um, we're going to jump into that as well, too. Um, okay. Why they ended up, you know, becoming or getting, going towards that gang relationship. Yeah. So, so let me just finish real quick. Yeah, the, the, so the point I was trying to make was that, so they were coming through all that story. Everything was very violent in that area. Everything was violent. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way the way a relationship was, the way you would speak to, everything was revolving around violence. And I think that generation is, in the 90s was was one of the bad, the worst times in LA. And from that, from that, I used to love that. I love that. I, I like LA riots. I loved it. So, but not what I'm trying to say is that not every gang member was doing it. Some of them were just in it for the money. Some of them were in it just for the women. Other ones, some of them was just there for the parties. Right. Some of them were just there because they lived there and they had no other choice. They were there for fear. So it, there's different subgroups in gangs. You know what I mean? Right. You got the gang members, you got the gang members. So I used to love the violence, man. And that's what really ca caught my attention. I've been shot six times. I used to have tattoos all over my face, my head. I used to have tattoo a big old one on my neck. I got them all lasered off. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't I don't live like that no more because that like you were talking about right now, respect. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of times, you know, it wasn't respect, but what they doing? It was fear. People didn't respect them. They just feared them. At the end of the day, they died. They didn't respect them. They didn't care about them because it was just a nuisance in the, in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Because he was just another troublemaker. But, you know, a lot of people worked out fear. You know what I mean? So, yeah, go ahead. That ain't my bad. No, no, you're good. No, you're good. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, to relate that into some of the military aspect, as far as like uh, yeah. that type A personality, you know, right. basically what you are is type A personality, an alpha fucking male, you know, and in the military itself, we got a lot of psycho motherfuckers that love violence. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. You know, they love it. And they're usually called special forces or Delta. Or mm. Rangers, because those motherfuckers they just okay. 
You know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. uh, you would have been probably a great fit there. <laughs> Shit, you and, and I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I always think about that too. Yeah. No, and it's crazy because it leads me to this point that it was uh, in the 90s. Um, dude, I still remember the first time you got locked up. And it was in Silmar over the fucking shoes. And um, shoes. you and some you and somebody else jacked some shoes out of the mall. I don't know if it was the Glendale Galleria or what. And then you oh, yeah, 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 Silmar, yeah. and I, I went with your mom and pops to go get you out. Oh, I went with your pops to go get you out of Silmar. And mm. then I remember the next time that you got locked up, it was funny as fuck, dude. Um, so check this out, Dowd. And, and for the listeners, thank, thank y'all for listening to us right now. But this story right here has to be told. This motherfucker shows up to my house. All right. It's early in the morning. He parks this Honda Civic a little bit, a couple of houses down from uh, from where I'm at. And he walks up to my dad and he's like, hey, fool, let's go for a drive. I'm like, all right, fuck you, whatever. Because me and him just like, whatever. I'm not going to say no to him. So uh, my dad's like, para donde van? Like, where y'all going? I'm like, oh, uh, we're going for a drive. And my dad's like, and what? And this fool points, oh, and that Civic over there. And then my dad says, oh, yeah, let me see the keys. This motherfucker pulls out a screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going in a fucking stolen car. My dad doesn't know what to say. <laughs> and I got arrested after that, too. That's where I was going to. We yeah. fucking take off. We go cruising down Imperial Highway. I think we would to go see Little One uh, over there off of Prairie. We come back. Uh, somebody had just gotten killed on Imperial, too. Remember that crazy lady? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, somebody, my son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. LA in the 90s. Right? Yeah. So, fucking, um, <laughs> we get back, he drops me off, right? He takes off. All right, man, I'll see you later. So, he takes off, dude. Later on that afternoon, I get a phone call. Danny, they want you on the phone. Like, uh, yeah, this is Danny Lopez. Like, uh, yeah, do you know uh, Dagoberto Ramirez? Uh, he claims that you're his uncle. I'm like, yeah, I'm his uncle. And they're like, you sound like a kid How old <laughs> like 15 and they were like what 15 now that i remember because i remember i said i was 15 and uh, like and you're his uncle like yeah like okay he's here in east lake juvenile hall <laughs> he was arrested in hollywood for fucking g riding i'm like oh my fucking god i was just with this dude so again it's that thrill seeking that we were looking for you know what i mean yeah. and so that thrill seeking I found it in combat in Iraq. You know, I found that adrenaline out there. And what's funny is I was scared shitless at the time, but passing through it was that rush that I would fucking get excited. Like when we got blown up the first fucking time, um, January 5th or January 6th of 2006, I was freaked the fuck out. I almost shit myself, you know, but I can still remember the adrenaline and I search it. I can't find it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's what you're talking about as well. You know, you. Hey, Gunline, uh, we got cut off. Uh, so I think it was a good time for me to shut the fuck up is what I think um, what just happened there. But um, yeah, uh, I'm going to wait for these guys to hurry up and get on here. And um, so long story short, uh, he ended up getting busted. I got the phone call. I don't remember where I went from there. And uh yeah, that was uh that was that. So we're gonna go ahead and uh come back on here. We're gonna go ahead and go back to the interviewing the way it's supposed to be. 
Uh, I got lost in the story, and that happens to me a lot. Once I start telling oh. the story, I get lost. And so we got Doggo back on here. We got Dowden back okay. on here. I thought it was me. Oh, no, no, no. So what ended up happening, we ran out of time. He wasn't paying no attention. Yeah, we ran <laughs> I get, like I was telling everybody on, um, in the podcast world, yeah. I get wrapped up in the fucking stories as I'm remembering it. So long story short, he got busted, got the call. He ended up getting out. Anyways, uh, so tying it back all together to the military, the brotherhood, the violence. Um, you seek the brotherhood, right? Yeah. So Dowden, I'm going to go ahead and um, shoot it over to you, brother. Because I know okay. there's questions written See, down. So if you're okay answering some questions. So who's, are you going to ask questions right now? Yeah. Yeah, I, I've okay. got just like a few. So, you, you know, you're talking about the loyalty and all that. Um, yeah. When you were growing up, did you ever think that the military was something you could do? No. I, the military was something that I seen from my uncles. and But I never really thought that I could join it. I, I think I just got lost and what I was doing in the environment you were in yeah because I don't I remember like liking to play like if I was in the military you know jumping on trees and stuff like that or even going to see air shows well with my own with Mateo Chanti you know and um I think we're Ed too huh we used to go see, see his shows too yeah. and um but I never I never really thought about like joining the military it wasn't until after that you know I started doing certain jobs and you know certain you know I had well, start work, started working. I mean, getting some experience that I was thinking like, like the military really caught my attention, you know. And I was like, man, how come like, I not now I can't join the military, right? Because I got felonies and all that stuff. But I'm, I, I think now it's like, man, that would have been cool because, because in a way, that's kind of what saved you, Danny. Like, you know what I mean? That's kind of what helped you out because I know that you were, like, you know, in your own little thing. You know what I mean, your own little trip and. And I think while I was, you know, doing my whole thing, I got I got lost for a while, even for my own family, because I, I ended up being adopted to a new family, you know? Right. And that's all I knew for a long time. And, I mean, I just really got my life right, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, 11 years ago. You know? You know, it wasn't even that long ago. So what I'm trying to say is that, uh, uh, um, uh, that, um, oh, sure, I got lost right now. My, go ahead, go ahead. So for me, uh, Dowden, just a just a quick caveat off of him. Yeah. Um, what um, I ended up leaving LA to Miami because um, I got to a certain point in my life where I was actually fucking scared for my life. Like everything was starting to catch up to me really quick. Any shit that I had done was starting to catch up to me. And you get like at least for me, I had like the sixth sense. Like my time is coming. I'm not going to what age did you go to Miami? I was, it was in 90, 2000, in the year 2000. So I was 23. In your 20s? Yeah, I was 23. And I just felt everything was catching up to me. Things were just fucking starting to get worse out there in LA. Um, and the 90s were a fucked up time. The 90s and early 2000s were a fucked up time, especially the 90s. But I felt it was coming up to me. I wasn't going to end up in prison. I was going to end up dead. That's the way I fucking felt. I had one foot in the grave. And then um, I was just like, I told my mom, mom, I need to get the fuck out of LA. Cause if I don't, I think I'm done. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I got fucking scared. Shit was catching up and I like breathing. I don't know about y'all, but I like fucking breathing. So, <laughs> you know, the only way I could figure fucking, you know, tearing away 
Well, actually, it was in 2001, actually, that I ended up leaving. And fucking, um, I ended up moving to Miami because I thought if I moved to, if I moved to uh, Washington, where my brother lives, my brother Romeo, it's just a mini LA. All it is is just, the West Coast is the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? Everything's going to want to be like LA. I tried going to Vegas. Vegas is nothing but another LA. Just, you know, and I would always come back to my house, back to my neighborhood. So I decided to go to Miami. Miami. Miami was 3,000 miles away. Three there? And my sister. So she was okay. there. And let me tell you something. I still ran into a homeboy over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you to Alaska. And you'll still find out getting in trouble. <laughs> Bullshit. Dude, I was up there. And I was at a restaurant. I'm smoking a, a, yeah. I'm smoking a fajo right there. I'm smoking it. And this fool's like, Hey, where you from? You from LA? So we started talking like, yeah, I'm so-and-so from so-and-so. <laughs> and he's like, orale. Hey, you know my homeboy Salty uh, from the South Centrals? I'm like, seriously, fool? Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's my homeboy. So we started talking. And it's like, no matter where you go, I, you would birds of a feather flock together. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All day. And if it wasn't for the army, like you said, Dago, if it wasn't for the army that gave me, if it wasn't for those buildings falling and the war starting off, I don't know where the fuck I'd be. The army gave me that opportunity to once again feel that brotherhood, that camaraderie. You know what I mean? And like mm -hmm. you were saying, uh, your hood became your second family. It became your family. You know what I'm saying? It, it's that mm -hmm. bond and brotherhood. So I mean, you're probably around them all day, every day, like a family. They're taking care of you. Yeah. You're helping them out. Yeah, just like the military. You're, you're yeah. constantly around somebody because your brother. You know, and and you see your brother die, then it becomes something else, right? At least in the military, you could retaliate with the United States behind you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> over here, and I, I get got, I, for over it? here, I got, <laughs> I got a little joker, a big joker, and then motherfuckers, I'm hoping they don't tell on my ass at the end of the day. <laughs> oh. You guys got the whole United States of America behind you. <laughs> Shit. Uh, what, what else you got, Dowden? Oh, uh, so uh, how, how many, and, and you may be able to elaborate on it, how, how long were you actually in or are you still in kind of not actually blooded out or whatever they, I don't know what they call it. I'm a stupid white guy, so. No, no, you're good. Uh, how many uh, years I, have, have, were you in, I guess? Yeah, I, I'm, I've never been jumped out. Um, I'm still, I guess, in the, in, the, in the gang books, I guess they would still say I'm a gang member, um, but I'm not, I'm not active. I'm yeah. not out there doing anything. Uh, um, I, I don't see no point in that no more. Um, I still got love from where I grew up at. Um, I go there all the time. You know what I mean? At some point, I hope that something that I build or a business that I create is going to be in that area. I, I, I believe a lot in uh, giving back from where you came from. So, And I believe a lot in, in, in owning business, but not just any bit like brown business. I feel like, you know what I mean? I want to empower my community. And, you know, not that I'm racist, you know, oh, my race is bigger than yours, but I think that, you know, it, it's time. We got a lot of hard, hardworking people that came from other countries and they broke and they, you know what I mean, broke their asses out here. And I think it's time for us as their kids to show them that, you know, what they created, you know what I mean? And I think by buying businesses and buying, you know, and giving back and, and I just you know I make it, we all make it. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's just about building everybody up. And I want to do that where I grew up at, where I where I did a lot of harm, and now I want to do a lot of good. You know, so I believe What's in that. So, like now, how much has it changed since so, here to now? Around the area, everything is becoming gentrified. You got Echo Park, 
a lot of it's what we call hipsters. I don't know. You guys are familiar with hipsters? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we got a lot of hipsters uh, in Nickel Park, Highland Park. And, you know, and um, I got a lot of hipsters now. Now, where Staples Center is at, because I'm real, I'm real close to Staples Center next to downtown LA. So you would say that all downtown LA has become gentrified too because it now is nothing but the, the nightlife when before it was nothing but homeless people. Wow. So that, that part right there has been changed. But where I'm at, the Westlake area, it, it's like once you step in there, it's like almost going back into the 90s. Oh, word. So the, the MacArthur that area, area is still the Yeah, same. it's still bad. Now I think it's, it's the... The scenery is even much, much, much worse because now you got, they were homeless before, yeah. but at least they were like on drugs and you would not, they would just be walking around doing their thing right now because of the homeless crisis has been so big that now you got little cities inside the park. No. So you got tents all over, tents all over. And then city, they, and, and they, they just bring a bunch of junk. So it's, 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 it's real bad where I'm, where, where I grew up at. And uh, I mean, to someone that lives there, it's not bad. But if you bring somebody from the house, they're gonna be like, "Where the hell am I at? You know what I mean? Get me out of here!" You know what I'm right. saying? So, so you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So it's still like that right there. So, yeah, uh, I, I was never jumped out. Uh, I never planned to get jumped out. Um, but I'm, I'm not active. I guess that's what you would say. That's the difference. I'm not. I'm not part of those activities no more. And yeah, that's where I'm at now. Well, in in our world or in all in that culture. Uh, you will be considered a veterano. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, or OG veterano, or you know, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I'm not too OG. much in titles. Right, right. Just, just call me Dago and, and and don't call me late for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something. Like, kind of your plan for the future, uh, it sounds like, is you know, basically community outreach and, and giving back to where you grew up and the people you grew up around and, and making your family proud. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. That's the plan right there, man. You only get one life, you know what I mean? And they said that I heard one time say, uh, if they don't laugh at your dreams, they're not big enough. That's a good fucking I like that. You know, yeah. So that's what I that's what I live by now. I like that. Yeah. Dude, like uh, what were some of the shitty moments? I mean, in the gangster life, you know. Oh man, missing out on missing out on my family, on, on my on my immediate family, you know, just because I was on the streets most of the time. So I wasn't able to enjoy, you know, watching the twins grow up. Yeah, you know I mean, I wasn't, I was in prison or in juvenile hall, or in the streets, you know. So um, you went through the system too, right? You went through the halls, yeah, and the joint, right? How much yeah, time I was in total? Oh, I, I stopped doing time in two thousand nine. Two thousand nine was the last time, and, and that's actually the the first time I ever walked out of the county jail, and the first time. I walked out and never came back. No shit. Yeah, that that time was well. I don't know if you want me to tell the story later on or, but but uh, I'll tell your story, yeah. man. Okay, so the so the that's the reason why I changed my life actually was um, so in in two thousand. Let me tell you real quick the story. In two thousand five, um, I, I I was running around doing whatever. I had just got out of a prison, and I'm running around doing my thing, right? The, the best way I know how. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm in my element. And um, I ended up, you know, seeing someone walking down the street, and he was from a different neighborhood. And when I walked up to him, he had tattoos that, that were visible to me. And so I didn't even have to ask him where he was from, where was he from. 
I already knew. So I acted and I slapped him. And so when I slapped him, he went back, but I didn't know that he was with his girlfriend and his kids. So I told him, you know what, man, get the hell out of here before I come back. So when I, when I, I crossed the street and I, you know, back then you're thinking stupid. So you're, you're thinking, you know, so I'm like, no, this guy's not walking fast enough. You know, I'm thinking with my pride, with my ego, you know, my chista, you know, this guy, I'm crazy, this and that, you know? So I jump on my car and I tell somebody to get in the car with me. And I'm like, this guy doesn't, if this guy comes around the corner right now, um, I'm a, I'm a, you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a do, I'm a act out. You know what I mean? If he comes around this corner, that's just the games that we play, you know? So he's walking down this block. I go in the corner, I go down this block. So I stop in the corner and say, for if we're reason, if, 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 if it's destiny, if he walks this way, I'm going to do something. If he walks that way, he's, he's safe. You know what I'm saying? That's like the game I was playing. And, but when I stop in the corner, one of the guys that I know, I know everybody, he goes, Hey man, that guy that you just hit, he goes, he's calling the cops. I go, calling the cops. This is like a gang member. I, why is he calling the cops? You know what I mean? Like, no. uh, that's not in the in the book, you know? Right. And so, <laughs> so right yeah, I'm thinking like this guy, okay, whatever. And this guy thinks he's crazy with tattoos on his face and everything, right? So, anyways, he ends up calling the police. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I take off. I go pick up somebody in LA High and we're over there doing whatever, come back. I'm playing video games in the in the in the laundromat, and I didn't know that he he, he had he had actually made a report. I thought he was just calling, so I just took off, you know. And I, you know, so uh, I come back. I'm playing video games in the laundromat, and I'm playing Pac-Man. You know, I'm beating everybody. You know, I'm real good, Miss Pac. Actually, Miss Pac-Man. You know, <laughs> and and um, you know, and next thing I know, I see the the cops in the bike. So I at that time they had gave us the gang injunction. Uh, so you could it couldn't be more than one more than two gang members together. If there was, you automatically go to jail. Right. So I could go, I could be buying milk for my baby, but because I'm with someone else that might be my brother and he's from the same neighborhood. Well, guess what? You can't be with them. You're going to jail for a while. No and shit. so yeah, so that's the rule, that's the law they have. Yeah. So, anyways, at that time, so I told everybody when they see the police, go ahead and run. You know what I mean? So like that, then they're catching us together, and then I just arresting us so we can be together, you know what I'm saying? Right. With the chill, you know? Smart, right? I'm already a little bit grown up, so I, I went through the system already, so I've been, you know, I've been taught well, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not about show, it's not about showing up, it's about, you know what I mean, being, you know what I mean, winning the game. Right. And um, so sure enough, I didn't know they were looking for me, so they got me, took me in, and I, at the same time, I'm thinking, like, what the hell are they taking me for? I'm just playing video games right here, you know? And they took me, and they said that the guy said that I tried to rob him. He, oh, so shit. instead of saying that I fought with him, he's trying. He said that I robbed. That I was trying to rob him. Oh. So I'm like, what the hell? So anyways, uh, I go to court, and and so this guy, more likely, he wasn't going to show up no more because I think he just called the cops because he was scared of his life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, but he ended up doing the whole shebang and made a report. So I, I'm figuring he's not going to show up. So when I go to court for the first time, uh, they they say, okay, uh, because of your prior history. Your bell's gonna go. I didn't have parole. I had just discharged my parole. He goes, um, since since you're you're uh, since you're, since um anyway since because of your history, your criminal history, um, you, we, we're giving you another court date and your bell. You got no bell now. And I'm like, what the hell? So um, my lawyer started fighting that because I mean he's not a whatever, right? But because of my prior history, right? And so, anyways, I ended up fighting the, the case. It took me a whole year to fight it. And the thing about it was I got tired. So when I got, I got tired from them sending me from Supermax to County, Supermax County, because that's how they make money off you. 
every time you get a bus ride, I think they make like $600 off you. So that's, it's a big money maker. I mean, so even if you might get released tomorrow, they'll, they'll, they'll ship you back and forth like 10 times just because they get my money before they let you go. So it's, it's, that? Uh, is that the, the government, the government, the government uh, pays uh, them. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all corporation. Yeah. The penitentiary is the biggest corporation out there. It makes a lot of money. And then, um, so anyways, um, I started, that's when, that's really what started making me think, you know what I mean? I, I'm out here doing all this and this gang member supposedly that's supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be all crazy ends up telling on me and he doesn't even tell on me the truth. He says, I tried to rob him instead of saying that I slapped him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking like, what, what, what part of the game is that? You know? So it, it, it didn't change me, but it planted the seed. It started making me look at things and questioning them because before I wouldn't question things, I'll just be like, just like a soldier. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes. Okay, we're gonna do this. We're gonna because I thought that was the the law. You know what I mean? I I felt like that was the, the book. Yeah. And in reality, it, it it's all it's all it's all you really gotta bamboozle yourself to do to gangbang. You know what I mean? You really gotta really um, deceive yourself. You really gotta like fool yourself because if you really look at it, you're you're dying for a piece of concrete that's not even yours. You know what I'm saying? Then you're 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 willing to do life for a bunch of guys that don't even give a shit about you at the end of the day. You're, and because and I'm not saying all of them, but yeah, but that's it is it, it's it's a it, it's a in a way it, it it's a brotherhood, and it and it starts off as a brotherhood, but when you start mixing it in with drugs, money, women, prison, trauma, uh, no education, uh, you know what I mean, uh, a deadbeat dad, all that shit. Is what creates that that craziness in the gang, poverty. You know what I mean? Like it's not the the beginning. The beginning, you're just a kid. You're having fun. You know this is not. But when you start mixing the other stuff, that's what creates it. That's what starts molding you and creating you. You get what I'm saying? And it's to see what comes out of that. You get what I'm saying? Let me ask you. Um, oh, let me finish the story real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I got buzzed, so I started questioning things. So. I'm good. So I get out. I beat the case, right? No, I didn't beat, I'm sorry. I didn't beat the case. What I did, I got tired of them tossing me back and forth. So I told him, man, just give me something. You know what I mean? Because the guy wasn't showing up no more. So I beat it the first time and I asked him for a speedy trial because they could refile on you as soon as they, you beat the first time. If they drop the case, mm -hmm. right away they'll refile for you to start the process all over again. Right. And because they know the guy's not going to show up, they're going to see if they tire you out by sending you back to forth in the system. So that's what happened to me. I got tired of back, going back and forth. I told him, man, give me, what you going to give me? Because I could do the time. You know what I mean? But it's, at that time, I was like, fuck, I'm busting for something I didn't even do. You know what I mean? And this <laughs> motherfucker right here, you know what I mean? This would be gangbanging. You're not even gangbanging. So, were they trying to pre-strike you or no? Yeah, they were, that's the thing about it. Because of my history, they were trying to give me a lot of time. But because they noticed that the guy wasn't showing up no more, they figure when I asked them, hey, give me something, they, they figure we'll give them something because, you know, they're going to have to throw it away. But he just yeah. doesn't want to wait. That's the thing about it, you know? And I got more time than money. So I'm like, okay, well, how much you going to give me? go, well, we'll drop it down to a petty theft and 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 take 18 months right now. I go, man, I'll do 18 months quick. So I took it. I got out. And from that point on, I I, I was doing good. I was working, doing this and that. And um, I discharged that number because I got another number from that, from that prison term. But because I did so good, I discharged it. Why can't you even do so good? What it was is that my parole officer, he was doing my annual and he forgot to send a paper to Sacramento. And when he forgot to send that paper to Sacramento, by law, he was supposed to give me something 
and he messed up. So he, he, by law, he had to let me go. And, and that's how I discharged that number. So I didn't have nobody telling me no more. Right. But that's when I thought, from that point, I thought I, I, I thought I was free. But in reality, I thought I was invisible because I had no parole. But in reality, I still got my record. You know what I mean? I still got my history. So I'm still asked out of the game for something stupid, you know? Mm -hmm. So sure enough, I'm out there doing working, doing good and everything like that. And I get and I'm at the Salvadoran parade and, and MacArthur Park. The cops gave me a bunch of police come out of nowhere and they're like, get on your knees. This is that. I'm like, what the hell, man? And they see, you know, um, they take me in. So I, I was already doing good that I was, I already started taking off the tattoos on my face. I took off the ones on my cheek and the ones on top of my my uh my top of my eyebrows. Right. And but but they didn't know because I was doing good. So this time around, it wasn't the gang member set me up, it was the cops. So the the cop got some said that made up a witness and had and had them say that I was part of a crime or something that had happened, and that the reason that how they connected me to that to that crime was because they yelled out the name that they used to call me and because of the tattoos on my face. But they didn't know that my tattoos on my face were gone already. Uh, so when I'm going to court, I'm not knowing this though because it's all made up. So I'm in the station, I'm like, what you got me for? I'm right here at the Salvadoran parade. I'm enjoying my culture. And they're like, nah, we got you for something. So they take me and I see the detective that knows me since I was a little kid. He goes, I got your ass. And I go, for what? I'm, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, I got you. He looked close, he goes, Where's your tattoos at? And I go, I've been took them off. Like, but I, I didn't know what he was trying to get at. You know, I go, I took them out like four or five months ago. You know what I mean? And he just walked away mad. So when I go to the arraignment, I'm like, what the fuck? I had no idea. I had no idea what was going on, man. And I go to the arraignment and they start reading what the charges are and all this and that. I'm like, the hell? And they start saying on this day. So I guess they said they've been looking me, they've been looking for me for, for like a month or something, right? And so they start saying on this day, and I'm like, and on that day, I don't, mean, I don't even remember what the fuck I did two days ago. I don't remember what, what I was doing at that time, right? And that's for everybody. You know what I mean? You don't remember what you were doing a week ago at 9 o'clock at night? You know, you might have been asleep, but not exactly what you were doing or, you know what I'm saying? Like, and back then, yeah. life is going fast. You know what I'm saying? You're not thinking, you're living day by day. You're lucky you made it to a month, you know? So you're just chilling. So anyways, um, I go in there and they set me up. I go to Raymond and they read all the charges. I'm like, what the hell? And they... So I'm like, man, I don't even know what the fuck. So I, I'm, I'm, they take me back into the cell, about to take me to the county jail. And when they're about to take me to the county jail, I start thinking, man, what the hell was I doing on that day? You know, <laughs> I'm like trying to remember like this day, what was I? Because I know I didn't Did know I do what it? they were talking about. No, yeah, I even started questioning myself. I'm like, man, I must, I must, was I drunk or something? I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping, right? And so anyways, uh, uh, I, on that day, it was crazy was that I didn't even know that they had said the tattoos yet, but what was crazy was that on that day, I was at Compton court paying a ticket. Oh, all this, and so I'm figuring this out as I'm waiting for court again. Right. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what was I at? What, what was I doing? And I'm, and somebody said, Hey, you were at court, you were at Compton court that day. And I was like, Oh yeah, we got the ticket. Looked at the ticket. It was oh, that day. Right there. <laughs> so I go, so I go to the next court date, and I'm thinking, oh, they're gonna let me go because you know what I mean. I, I didn't know where I was at. You know, I got proof right here. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm, I forgot I was brown, man. <laughs> I go over there. I go in the fucking court. The lawyer pulls me. The lawyer talk, comes to talk to me. She goes, okay. I go, hey, look, I got, I got proof 
because somebody mailed me mailed, email I mean, email the mail me the the the, the ticket. They had made a copy of it and mailed it to me before I got to court because they can do court like every month or every month and a half, right? So anyways, um, I go, look, I got this paper right here. This is the, the copy of the ticket. You know what I mean? I was there that day. It's, it's stamped. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, okay, but this is this is another thing. And she goes, they said that uh, the way that they pinpoint, they, they pointed you out was because of your name. That they used to call you this? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, and because your tattoos on your face. She goes, let me see. And I still have the one on my neck, but not the ones on my face. And she goes, she looks and she goes, you don't have tattoos on your face. I go, that's what I'm trying to tell you, man. I go, look, you got that. You got the ticket. I go, get me the fuck out of here, right? And she and and she was like, she was a Jewish lady, but she was, she was good, man. And uh she was like, um, oh, we're gonna go out there. She goes, these motherfuckers are setting you up. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like, oh shit. I go, we got we got rampart all over again right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking, yo, so I'm thinking ching ching, this and that, right? So sure enough, man. Um I go to court and so, so she's like, okay, we're gonna go out there. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have to get into the court, but I'm gonna see if they drop the charges with all this evidence we have right here, right? So we go up there, she starts saying, Oh, this is Nat. And the, the cop goes up to the stand and he's saying, you know, yes, we got a call at this time, this and that. Uh, this has happened, and um uh we wanna know if the defendant that you see is is also before they put the cop up there, they brought a lady in. And the lady, the people that were there for me in the court, the lady was asking the cop, because I was already sitting right there, the lady was asking the cop, which is the one that I'm going to point at? And oh, yeah, all oh, this is going on in the courtroom. And then, um, yeah. and, and, and they're like, that guy right there, you know what I mean? So, because they were going to put her on the stand. So first the cop went up there, and the, what they did was, the lady, she goes, she goes, well, on the report you put down that there was tattoos on their face, on his face, and because of his moniker. And they were like, yes, that's what we we're told. And he goes, Okay, and he goes, uh, can you please get out of your chair and come up to, to the to the person that you're saying and let me know if you see any tattoos in his face. And the guy walked up and he was like, looking, he was like, no, no, there's no tattoo. He goes, but yeah, it says right here that that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, what, you know what I mean? So they made him sit down and then the lady went up. The lady went up. She didn't even look at me or nothing, man. They just started asking her questions. She said, yeah, that was me. This is Nat. And I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, they're going to go. So my lawyer goes, he goes, uh, I like for a dismissal because of so-and-so evidence, you know what I mean, or whatever I presented. So they said, nah, he has a prior criminal history and uh, we, we we can't let him go. And so they came and they put my my my, uh, my bill like a million something and nobody, I couldn't afford that, you know what I mean? So I was like, all right. So I started fighting, man. So while I'm fighting that case, I fought that case for almost a year and like four months. And so that case right there, I beat it. I went to the first trial, went all the way up. The, the last offer they gave me was, I think it was gonna be like like 15, like 15 years, something like that. That was their deal, 15 years. So I said, hell no. So I went all the way up to it. I beat it because because of all the evidence I had. They didn't want to take it all the way to the to the top. Wow. And, the, and then the lady, I guess she was becoming difficult to find because I guess they have picked up somebody that, you know, maybe she was on drugs or something and they used her. And now that person was missing. So so it was it was I had a good case. But because of my history, right. I'm sitting in jail trying to fight this. And you know, my life is on hold. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So all this time while I'm sitting there, there's this thing that in the neighborhood when gangs is called the green light. Yeah. And 
if your neighborhood does something against what what the rules are, then all the neighborhoods in Los Angeles beat the hell out of you when you go to jail. And the jail is ran by gangs. So you're bound to get your ass whooped. And you know what I mean? Like a motherfucker. So at that time, my neighborhood had done something that, you know, wasn't right for them. So we were getting an ass whooping, you know? And I just happened to land at the time when that was happening. So oh, when I'm, so the way it happened was at first, you know, I, I know the rules. I mean, I go up in there, do what I have to do. I know how to program. But when something like that happens, now everything that you fought for, everything that you were about, not all that's against you now. You know what I'm saying? And just because money's involved, just because, you know, supposedly you're supposed to gangbang in the street, but yet now you're over here politicking and because somebody gangbanged, now you want to say, no, nah, it's not, you know what I mean? Well, now we're going to regulate. It's not gangbanging. Why don't you come back instead of trying to get all these gangs to do something, you know? So it becomes real political. So anyways, uh, if you were from the neighborhood that I was from, when you went in jail, you would get uh, what they call 39 seconds at that time. Be be before, what they used to do was you wouldn't let, you couldn't stay there. They'll beat the hell out of you or stab you until you ended up either dead or, or locked up because they can't let you out, you know? But now they had, now they figured that they could have made money off you like that. And I'm talking about now about the gangs, you know what I mean? The mafia, that, like, you know, the, the rules in there, you know what I mean? That it's all about money. So because now you're getting rolled up and it's messing up the program, then what they did, they came up with something that said 39 seconds. Every week, you get, I'm a big boy. So they'll put three guys that are as big as you and they beat the shit out of you for 39 seconds. The only good thing about it is that you're able to swing back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, you're, you know what I mean? Now think about it. You're 39 seconds getting beat up. They can't stop. You got, you got a whole, over there in Supermax, you got a whole dorm just looking at you. And, you know, then you get up and you go to your bed and you do that shit every week until that green light is off. You know what I mean? Until whatever needed to be done is right. done, you know? So anyways, I went through that for a while. And through that time, I was still, the, I would see the homies, you know what I mean? So I would be happy when I see somebody from my neighborhood in there with me because oh, we're both getting our ass beat. Well, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So when yeah. you were locked up, you know, were there any other homeboys from you from the streets that were in there with you? Yeah. So if you were from the neighborhood, like if I, there was one where I had three, three of my homies in there, right? So then we would all chill and we would just chop it up, but we were not no longer part of the other circle. You know what I mean? Like all the homies, you know, now, now it's like you fools are going to fuck us up anyways. So shit, we're going to stick together right here and just chill. And whenever it's ready, then fuck it, let's do it, you know? So, but in between time, so the neighborhood we just went every, and every neighborhood goes through something like that because it's politics you know it, i don't care what neighborhood you're from you go through some shit like that you know what i mean especially if you're in one of those gang banging neighborhoods you know you're not into politics you know you got a lot of gangs that are generational that go back to the 20s yeah. and those were around when like them the mob started so they're very political and then you got gangs that started like in the 80s and 90s that they're like fuck politics we're about the streets right. so and they, they bump heads so but when you go to jail, everybody goes to jail. And that's when you're going to have to mind somebody. So that's the case right there. So during that time, I think I became bitter. And I and I would say, fuck these fools. You know what I mean? Like, I knew homies that, that I did time with, guys that I even fought all the cats with, you know, times that we had, we went at it with the police. You know, good good homies. But now because I'm in a certain situation, fuck that. I can't chill with you after you fuck me up. Hell no. I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to look at you like, you know, I'm so... I started questioning, I'm like, my neighborhood got the green light right now. 
because they did a certain thing to another neighborhood and because they got Jews, they're gonna they're gonna try to come at us like that instead of coming back on their own. So I said, fuck this shit. This ain't really gangbanging. Like, we're just a bunch of followers here, man. And so what I started doing, I started talking to the youngsters. And I would tell the youngsters, I go, bro, look, I, I thought me, I was gonna get some time. I thought I was. And uh, I started just giving them game. I said, look, bro, I go, you, you're in here? Man, them drugs ain't gonna do shit for you, bro. I go, you coming in and out of jail? Who's, who's missing out, man? You could be out there with your kids, with your mom. You know what I mean? You stuck up. So I started giving them real game. You know what I mean? I started trying to trying to build them up. And that's when I first started doing that. I started I started speaking life instead of death. And so what I did, I, I kept going. So when I'm going to court, instead of me being mad at the world, because after six months, they took the green light off. So now everything's supposed to be back to normal, and I'm supposed to chill with the ones that were fucking me up. Like, six fuck. Months. Yeah, God, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so after that, and it's bad, because sometimes... Sometimes it will be good because, you know what I mean, the homies will be like, nah, it's the homie. You know what I mean? Just, just give them little ones, you know, or, or, you know what I mean, try to give them some love, you know? But then you have some that, like, came out of the street and they'll be like, oh, fuck this fool, you know what I mean? We got this motherfucker. And they will take it out on your ass. Like, you know what I mean? They'll be like, got this motherfucker right now, you know? So they will beat the shit out of you, you know what I mean? But, and then going to visit, see, you know what I mean? If, your, if my mom wouldn't visit me that much, but when she did, it was those times when I'd be like, fuck, man. She's going to see me with a black guy. And she's going to be like, what's wrong, you know? Right. And then she's going to be worried. So it's like, you don't want to get that visit. So, you know, you got a lot of things going through your mind. Then you're in jail for something you didn't do. And, you know what I mean? And you're, you're just asked out. You know what I mean? So I said, fuck this. So I, like I said, I changed all that. And I just started keep looking. I started looking at things positive. And I kept speaking live. I kept, you know, trying to teach, trying to tell the fellas, you know, how to go to school, get your education, this, is that. Ended up going all the way to trial twice. On the second one, I was getting tired, and I said, fuck this, man. I said, look, I'll take 10 years right now, and I'll go and fuck it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I just give me. I was just tired, man. Yeah. And at that time, uh, it wasn't the green light no more, but now every every pop was going out with the cops. So when you go out with the cops, man, the cops fuck you up. That's just another gang, too. <laughs> and, you know, and sheriffs, back then, it wasn't no – now you see a lot of Hispanics – in the in the in the in the county jail, you know what I mean. A lot of sheriffs are Hispanic. Right. Back then, hell no. Back then, there were white corn fed motherfuckers. Look, that they just came down from motherfucking Kansas, beating the shit out of your ass. They looking like you, Dowden. Yeah, corn fed like motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they would beat white. the shit out of your ass. They didn't look nothing like this, man. And um, yeah. So we, I was going through that, you know. And when you go through that, you'll be sleeping in your in your in your bunk with no mattress, no nothing pepper sprayed, fucking everything. You know, you, it, you're just going through it, right? Yeah. And I go to trial, and I'm about to go to trial, man. I'm about to pick up my jury, because they didn't want to give me the 10 years. So I'm like, fuck it. And I'm going, and somebody told me, you better, not, you better not take those 10 years, man. And I'm like, fuck it, man. I want to trial. And when I go to trial, there's this Cuban guy, man. And this Cuban guy, he starts, um, he's, he's singing, but he's singing like a Christian song. And he's singing, and I'm, and he's like, he he just got two life sentences, and then and I'm I'm like, he's like, what you doing right now? I go, I'm about to pick up my trial. I'm about to pick up my jury right now, and he was like, uh, he goes, all right. And so he's we start chopping it up, and the and the and the lawyer comes over, and she's like, you know what? I might have some news for you right now, and I go, oh, okay, because I'm thinking that she's gonna pull me out to go pick start picking the, the jurors, and then she leaves right. Then this cat starts talking. He's like. Man, he goes, starts telling me a story, you know, but not his story as far as, like, he was sad. He was just, like, you know, he was, like, 
he was happy. Even though he had just got double life, this fool was like, it was just, it was just weird, right? And when he's done talking to me, the lady comes back and she's like, man, he goes, they just, they just, um, uh, they, they dropped your case. And I'm like, cause they got three times to refile you. And I go, man, they're going to pick it up again, huh? And she was like, I don't think so. So she goes, but if they do, they'll let you know right now when you're in a tank. And I was like, fuck. And I go, man, they dropped the charges, man. And then I was like, man, he goes, you better not come back. This is not right. And he was like, singing, right? I, I always remember that old man. And I go back into the tank and I'm sitting there. I'm like, damn, man. He go, I go, man, I might get out of the county jail. I've never been out through the county jail because I don't to go to prison. Right. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm going to the county jail. And they started telling me, all right, they put a jumpsuit on me. I'm like, oh, shit. I put a bunch of the, the, the jumpsuit on. And I start walking out. I start walking down. The sheriff, they they get they start knowing you when you start going to trial. Because you go to trial every day, you know? So they'll see you every morning as you're going through the buses. And then um, they go, man, you getting out? And I was like, hell yeah. And I was like, man, don't come. I, he, goes, he, goes, he goes, who is your lawyer, man? And I go, Jesus, <laughs> just walked out, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and then I walked out and I had the jumpsuit on. And I remember walking and I was like, okay, I got to go back to the twin, where the Twin Towers are at because I was coming out of the court building. Right. And I went through Placito Alvera. I was like, you know, already want to give me a little taco. Went back and I never went back, bro. Wow. From that point on, man, it was, it was, it was, it was, a, it was, it's been a little mission, but, uh, you know, for, for the grace of God, I got my, I got my girls right here. I got, a nice little home right now, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I can't complain. I got a nice job. I'm about to graduate community college too with some degrees and and you know what I mean? And then what I'm doing right now, I'm working with the with the youth. So so the, the youth that have been through foster care, they've been through uh uh emancipation you know I mean the price is coming out of me, my bad. Emancipation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and what, what yeah. Abraham Lincoln do with the blacks. Yes, yes, yes. And so, anyways, man, I'm working with those, you know what I mean? And 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 it's rewarding, bro. And I mean, I'm not bored at the office, you know, or or you know, somewhere breaking my back, you know what I mean? To each his own, you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm actually in the, you know, when you when you do something you love, it's the last day you work. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And and I just you know, I'm just saying all that just to say that I enjoy what I do, my boy. And, and you know, I, I got I you know, I just I just got over that COVID too. Like no, last year I had got the COVID, ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. You got yeah. the COVID? Yeah, so I went through that, then my whole family went through the COVID. So it's just been a little mission, you know what I mean? But uh yeah, do I say all that? You know what I mean? It, that that relates a lot, like that little history right there relates a lot to how your military thing but I always think about that. Because so, when when I went off to prison, let me went out to the army. Let me stop you right there. Uh, we're running out of time. I'm going to send you all a new link so okay. we can continue it. All right? Okay. Come on. Right there. That's a good way to start with the next one. All right, all right y'all. On. We'll see y'all in about one minute, my time. And uh, for the listeners, it'll be in two seconds. All right. <laughs> I'll see you in a second. All right, everybody. Uh, stop number two. And uh, we're picking back up right now. And just waiting on Dowden, and here comes Dowden. Now, just waiting on my nephew to get on here as well. I hope you guys are enjoying this trip. Um, it's been a hell of a journey so far. Listening to him uh, discuss his um, his past, and there's a lot of blank spaces in there that we're not hearing, you know. And um, 
And now it's going to go circle back to, you know, to what he wants to discuss on, on the comparison, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and Dowden has a list of questions that I'm sure will be asked. Um, I think, you know, we might as well just leave a Q&A for the end. <laughs> my, my list is kind of small. I don't really have much anymore. <laughs> oh, why? He answered a lot of it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was great. It's been great. Uh, you enjoying this so far, Dowden? Indeed I am, sir. All right, and uh, well, here he comes, and we're gonna go with uh, round three. All right, and he is back. All right, well, let me move you here. All right, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. All right, too easy. That was a great time, like where it ended, and now we're gonna pick up. Um, Dowden, I don't know where he went, probably go take a piss or something. Okay. So, yeah, dude, um, it's been a hell of a journey, to say the least, you know? And hindsight is a fucking trip. 2020, you know what I mean? Like, for those that don't know, like, I remember when when that one got, when I first saw his first tattoo on his forearm that had his neighborhood on it, and I'm like, damn. And then when he had him on his face and on, he, he was not just a gangbanger, he was a gangster's gangster back in the day, you know what I mean? So I'll tell you, you'd rather be his friend than his enemy. You know, for that uh, didn't know him, and um, I, it was crazy because dude had it on his cheeks, on his eyes, above his eyebrows, and on his fucking neck, bro. I mean, you, you can't tell now, but this dude—you no, can't tell at all. No, I mean, I mean, this dude used to be pretty hefty. You know what I mean? <laughs> and um, he had a big in old English letters uh, on his neck. So there was no doubt, like, you know, where he was from and where he was gangbanging from. There was no need to ask. I mean, if you asked him, it'd be pretty fucking stupid because, no, nah, man, I just had to put this for the fun of it. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I ended up moving to Miami in 2001. And um, in 2003, the war kicked off. I was in, I was in Miami doing Miami things. And um, dental hygienist. Dental assistant. And um, oh, <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. You were there, a, a dental assistant. That's, that's right. right. And um, so you ended up going to the joint um, for juvenile to prison. So what was um? Well, shit. You went to Kilpatrick. I used to go visit you at Camp Kilpatrick. Yeah. To write Camp Miller. each other, Camp Miller. You know, yeah. I I remember we used to I we used to write each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Camp Scobie. Damn man. Do you so and then you went to, to Susanville, right? Is that's that that's when I went from juvenile hall to to well, it went from juvenile hall to the county, and then I ended up going to prison. Yeah. So, uh, what what got you um, in trouble? If you don't mind discussing that, like the first what got thing, me in trouble with that one? Yeah. Like what got so you what, in trouble what, to, go to, to go to the joint time? So what got me in trouble going to the joint was actually I got shot that time. Okay. I got shot up. And I went and I ended up because I was trying to rob a, a a drug dealer. He didn't want to pay rent in the neighborhood. So me and one of my friends decided to go talk to him about it. And we were stupid. We walked in there and this guy was ready. And when he was ready, he ended up uh, shooting us and he shot him. I got shot like four times. And my friend got shot like maybe five, six times, something like that. Oh, and so... They ended up, the guys after they shot us, they ended up leaving. And when they ended up leaving, uh, Rampart came. I ended up, I was able still to get up. 
And when I walked outside, my friend couldn't get up. So I told him, I'm going to get the ambulance for you. I'm going to get something. I'm going to get your help. Yeah. And when I walked down, uh, all Rampart division was there. And they ended up uh, putting him on the floor, handcuffing me. And I just remember knocking out. And I remember waking up in the, in the county jail, not a county jail, in the, in the general hospital. The last floor is the, the jail ward. Uh, so, yeah, so I woke up there. Me and my friend woke up right there, handcuffed to a bed. And we just, we were idiots, you know what I mean? And we were right there thinking it was fun. It was, everything was good, you know? And they're going through the, through the process and ended up getting the charges. It was first um, home invasion, kidnapping, and uh, and something else. I forgot what it was, but the other one didn't matter because those two overrode all those, that wrote, overrode the, we were just worried about those two, right? Right. And so, uh, because I guess this guy was a drug dealer, he wasn't showing up to court. But me and my friend wanted to go to prison so bad because we thought that was like graduating. So I told him, I told him, hey man, let's just take a deal. But the Lord was telling us, man, you guys could beat this. Nobody's showing up. But me and my friend were like, <laughs> man, let's go to prison. Let's go see what these guys are talking about, right? So we ended up taking the plea bargain. We took, I think, four years it was. And from that, uh, it, it would never stop going after that, man. You know? It was, it was just fun. You know what I mean? And if I, you know, traveling, that was my traveling right there at that time, you know? Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it's crazy because in the environment we grew up in, and Dowden, you might trip out on what I'm going to say right now. Um, yeah. The environment we grew up in, going to jail and going to prison was like akin to going to university. Or, you know, that's the next level shit you wanted to get to. And yeah. because a lot of the fucking fools that when they just get out, you see how they're treated. You know, and I don't know. I never went to the, uh, to prison. Uh, I didn't do no state time. Um, however, I, I I don't want to do any time. I'm good. I like I like my freedom. But you but, did uh, do time, huh? You did do some time when, when you were joined the no. When you joined the army, you started doing time because did. while I was in prison, you were going somewhere else fighting for your country. You're right. And that's almost like you leaving your family. You know what I mean? That's almost like me. I'm leaving my family. You're leaving your family. You know what I mean? You're out there at war. I'm at a war. Like, it's it just, that's where I see the similarities. At. You're right. And you're right. Uh, I guess you could say that because I went to a place for a year where I was on my toes and there were certain uh, protocols we had to take. And there was right. lifestyle. I got stuck there for a year. Was yeah. that? I said, you're stuck there for a year. It's not like, you know, you could just, ah, I'm tired. I just want to go home. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and you said time stops. Time stops for us, you know, and that's yeah. well yeah. for you. Now, with that, um, when you got out, like, okay, so while you were in, and you know, you yeah. had your homeboy. Did you have any homeboys there from the streets? Yeah, or, yeah. So you know, you had your. Well, remember when you're growing up in the system, you meet, you start knowing a lot of people, right? So no matter wherever you go, you always find somebody you know, and you can, you know, it's like almost going to a, going to a meeting. And a meeting of maybe about 15 people. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know nobody, you only know one person, you're going to gravitate to that person you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it is over there. You know what I mean? Who's from LA? Oh, okay. Who's right here? Okay. And then, you know, it's a small world in there, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when I got into 9500s and motherfuckers were like, hey, where you from? Oh, you got some homeboys over here. You know? And yeah. Like, all right. Cool. And yeah. So, so that's what kind of helps you out a lot. You know what I mean? It's all about survival in there, you know? I was going to get to that. So yeah, what kind of support system do you have? Like, I mean, we're in the jail. military. So in the military, when we deployed, when we deployed, yeah. 
we have each other, right? We have each other's back. Like yeah. doubting, I know I count, I'll doubt and have my back any fucking, every step of the way. I ain't got to worry about him fucking stabbing me in the back. Right. In the system, I don't know how it is, you know, with that. I got, I, I, I got a doubt in too. Go ahead. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah. The same way that you grow, your, you grow, you, you grow that brotherhood, mm-hmm. you know, I mean? whoever you're with, because I'm sure that if they ship you somewhere else and you were just with someone, you know how you say you're in Korea at some point, right? right. Let's say from Korea, you go to Afghanistan and you find somebody there that you were with in Korea, you're going to chill with that person, right? Right. You're, they're going to look out for you. They're going to put you up on game. Look, this is how it is right here. Right. Do they right. look out for you or no? Right. You know no, I mean? you're right. I mean, you. So you, that's the. So going. So you. So that's the same way in prison. You go when you go to prison. You, either if you find somebody from your neighborhood, if you don't, you're gonna know somebody from somewhere else because growing up in the system is a small world. Right. So in there, you know, I mean, once you get in there, especially if you if you're about the business, you're gonna go in there and you're gonna they're, they're gonna be like, oh, that's the homie. And they're gonna be like, "Hey, hook them up." You know what I mean? Give them, go give them some clothes. Go give them some. You know what I mean? Some yeah. soup. Go give them, hook them up because you know that's that's what you earn because you're part of the madness. You know what I mean? Gotcha. If you're lame, if you're a, a, a nobody, they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's just so and so." You know what I mean? We'll make that motherfucker cook our food. Then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And then so we're gonna iron my underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in there, in there, if, if you find someone that's loyal, then you find a good thing, bro. You know what I mean? Because loyalty or like friends, they're only a hand, they're only a hand size. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really call everybody my friend, friends. You know what I mean? Like you're an acquaintance, right. but to know somebody that you know that like you know how you say you got doubt against your back. Yeah. For me, there's only like five that got my back that I know for sure. Funny you, know what you mean? say that. In the military, yeah. it's the same way in the army. Yeah. A lot of yeah. motherfuckers will say that they have your back, but when the bullets start fucking flying, they got it way back. Yeah. You can figure out who does. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, dude. Same way there. Yeah, there's a lot of motherfuckers that are, you know, you got motherfuckers that are brothers. For example, I think yeah. this is one thing that the gangsters and with the gang life and military have in common. Yeah. You have your motherfuckers that are your brothers because they're from the hood, or you know, right. they're in the military. But then you got your motherfucking road dogs, your barrels that are gonna be with you, and yeah. that's motherfuckers yeah. that are in your squad, your section. Yeah, be fucking with you, right or fucking yeah. high. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. those are hard to come by. You know, yeah, yeah. You count them on your hands. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, so yeah. that's how that's that's how it really goes in there. So when you say like you got homies, yeah, you'll find those that you know. What about the support system from the family? Like when you get out, you know, no. let's say you did your time. Oh, and you- I'm lying. There is a support, but most of that support was just like when I when you get out, you get out with nothing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you got to start all over again. You know what I'm saying. So when you start all over again, you know what I mean. The only one that looked out is moms. You know, moms always found a place for me to lay my head in. I'm not even gonna lie, my boy. You know what I mean? Like my dad, that's all they're involved in. You know what I'm saying? I've never asked that man for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. I'm drunk. But my mom, oh my god, man. If it wasn't for my mom, I don't think I'd probably be homeless or something. You get what I'm saying? Because mom is really what helped me have a place to stay. For, till I got on my feet, you know what I'm saying? And even though if that man doing what I did, what I best knew what to do, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you go back to the same old stuff you know, right? If you haven't found well, something I mean, different, you get stuck back into it because when you, yeah, get out, and then you know, you gotta that, make some money somehow, yeah, and that doesn't last long, you know what I mean? So you end up getting caught up again. And but mom's always looked out, bro. One thing about her, and and someone else I always looked out was Michelle. Michelle, it no matter if I didn't call and I called like three months later, yeah. she would be the only one that accepted my phone call. 
You know what I'm saying? Everybody, I, I was, I would, not, my mom always would accept it. The other ones, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if they ever answered, but I, Michelle and my mom were like the best. You know what I mean? That I could say that was my support. But as far as trying to trying to get my feet, you know, trying to make it again. You know what I mean? Right. But as far as like uh, someone that mentored me or, you know, or say, you know what, look, you got to do this or put me aside and say, you know what, you're not doing things right. No, right. I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that until, until when I got out the last time. And I started putting myself around men that that were tired of themselves from that shit. You know what I mean? They were they were like, you know what? They they seen things for what they really were. And from like you said, if whatever you hang around with, you start you almost start looking like them. You know what I mean? Is you know what I mean? You just start looking just like them. So you know what your crowd is by the way you act, by the way you, you know what I mean? You, the way you talk, things you do, you know? You know what kind of crowd you might be around, you know what I mean? You created and, yourself a different environment. The way yeah, you and that's what it was. Instead of going back to the same old thing, I started, I replaced that with something positive. At least, even though they felt that there weren't much, they were really helping me out a lot because they were giving me a place to go. Right. Because if I, if, because when you're bored, that's when you get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? I spent that all the time. Yeah. With people like us, we have yeah. a, a idle mind is a devil's playground. Yeah. It's yeah. a devil's playground. You know, yeah. and I'm sure that you suffer from some sort of fucking PTSD. Oh, I'm pretty sure we both do. You yeah. know, uh, I'm sure you do, especially, you know, oh, yeah. the, um, the, 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 the things you've seen. Oh, yeah. We haven't even touched on Just the ass weapons are trauma. Facts. That <laughs> itself is trauma. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just the, I mean, you could get trauma just by hearing a balloon pop, by hearing a balloon pop and not even being aware of it. And that could play a little effect on you. Know what I mean? But the things that we do, dude, there's this thing called complex trauma, man. That when you, when you experience trauma back to back to back. So when you're barely trying to get over this trauma, another one hits you, another one hits you. And that, that's why you start becoming so, so normal to violence or you right. it doesn't it doesn't look to you, it doesn't look crazy to us because that's our norm you know what i'm saying that's what and it, it reverts back to mover kids like i go back yeah. to mover kids yeah. i think that even as youngsters we kind of had a destiny to do something that was not of the norm because we always were contra la corriente as they say you right. know, we always went against the grain right you know what i mean and we were always seeking that fucking thrill. I'll give you an example. Remember when I was when we were in high school, that we went uh, to a certain building, and certain things happened in that building, and we laughed, and helicopters were around it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I think you told me this story offline. <laughs> I told you it offline because I, I don't know the statute of limitations on things. Yeah. So, let's not let's not do that right now. <laughs> but the thing about it is like. We got to risk a thrill out of that shit. Yeah. You know, we were discussing a few days ago. We got a we got a thrill out of fucking calling nine one one and yeah. prank calls. You know, yeah. And just because we wanted to see the police, the ambulance come, <laughs> and we used to think that was, you know, uh, that is crazy, man. And there was, and that was an addiction yeah. because we didn't just do it like, oh, we're bored. Let's just do that right now. No, it was. Okay, let's do it again now. You know what I mean? Like, there's another payphone right there. Hey, come on. Not, not, and then we even practice before we jumped on the phone. Like, okay, this time say that, that you've been shot. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I just got shot. I, I can't breathe. I'm sorry. And then just lay the phone down. And then sit across the street and watch this whole madness just happen. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> then we even ask, hey, did anybody get hurt around here? 
oh yeah, we think we seen something over there down the street. <laughs> Crazy man. We but you know what? We would do that it was that was the rush. Times in a that day. was the rush. Yeah, we would do it multiple times in a day. You know, yeah. and it, it, I think it, well, the thing is, I think it it was like stepping stools. You know, if you yeah. think about it now, they were stepping stools to the to what events. If I wouldn't have left LA, I probably would have been. I'm I'm, I'm serious by now. I would have been dead by now. Um, you know, and I think that it was just the thrill seeking. And it goes back to for me, at least in my part, was I wanted to belong. And I would do things because I thought that that would make me belong or in better with that group that I was hanging out with. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I still got love for my neighborhood. I love it, but I look back at it and I wish I could go back to tell Danny at a younger age, like, hey, fool, um, some of these decisions you're going to make are going to fuck you up. Don't do them. But like you said at the same time, Doggo, the decisions that we made back then made us who we are now. Exactly. Yep. yep. They're not necessarily bad decisions. They're life lessons. Yeah, yeah. Created the man you are today. That's the yeah. white way of looking at it. Yeah, their life. Oh, or we, oh, 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 we could think about it like the Hispanic say, "If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle." <laughs> <laughs> what you know what I mean? Why live with what if? You know what I mean? It is yeah. what it is. Embrace it and just come on. Let's just keep on pushing. You know. You know your mom. I, yeah. Your mom has a special place in my heart. That's my sister. I, I love Gladys with all my heart because whenever I was ever in any shenanigans or shit was going south, I remember one time we got into some trouble at my neighborhood house and um, where let's just say there was some food staking out the house and we needed to dip out. You know what I mean? Because there was some shit that was supposed to go on later on there at that house. We, we had to cut loose and we didn't have nowhere to go. So the only person I could think of calling was your mom. So I called up my sister, like, hey, here's what's going on. Can you help me out? And sure enough, boom, like, of course, come over here. You know, or if I needed- My mom always looks out. If I needed any financial assistance, any financial help, you know, yeah. she, without even a fucking question in her head, she's like, how much do you need? You know, here you go, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and she never ever to this date threw it in my face. Yeah. Anybody's face, like I did she won't. for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I love about my sister. That I love her with all my heart. I haven't talked to her in decades since I went to go visit back in LA where we, we got up together. Or since we yeah, got, yeah. remember? Shit, that's been yeah. like what nine years? Yeah, almost like around nine years. What was it, like 2011 or something like that? 2012 uh, or something like that. Yeah, 2011, because uh, Emily had just been born. What yeah. happened, Calden? Did you have to talk to your sister in nine years? Yeah. Oh, dude. That's just, how, that's just how the family is, though. Yeah, our family is kind of fucked up like that. Yeah, it, it's like that. Like, you know, you got family, but like, even me and Danny, we haven't chopped it up like this for a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah, the only time we chop it up is maybe we're like one on okay. Facebook or Instagram and, you know what I mean, over a picture or something. You know what I mean? And honestly, the last time we had a conversation like this, again, was at Burger Palace that same. Yeah, when, when I met up, when we seen that fight. Yeah. There's a I fight in the street. <laughs> yeah, he does the visit the prayer. That tells him, look, you got a welcoming party right there. Just start fighting in the middle of the street. That shit. Jumping somebody. Yeah. I, it was classic. Linda had never been in my neighborhood. You know, my old lady's first time in my neighborhood. Burger Palace is the best burger joint ever. Hell yeah. And, burger uh, special. Oh, yeah. And you'll know you're at the right place because there's going to be a bum at the drive through 
<laughs> asking you for a quarter or a dollar. But um, so we there a quarter. That's probably a dollar. No, there's no quarters no more, man. They ask for five dollars. Oh fuck that! Yeah, they and they carry for you could swipe your card now, man. I'm not playing, man. Squarespace. Yeah, these guys are vans, man. They're doing good. <laughs> they done moved up in life. They moved up, man. So we get there, Dowden. We sat down. We had barely sat down to start eating. Not, not even three to five minutes later, he's like, "Hey, fool, check it out." They're having a fight right there in the middle of the street. Sure enough, <laughs> going at it. But we're home. You know, this is home. <laughs> You know, my old lady, she's like, what the fuck? I'm like, from the valley, she doesn't know about things. Now, this the valley, <laughs> is, but in, in, where I'm from, where we're from, that's just normal. Like, oh, we're that's home. normal. Yeah. That was the norm. Dude, that's normal. As kids, we would get into fights. You know, and we enjoyed. You know what's fucked up? Your, you know, it's funny. Your pops, your pops was like, um, Danny, amigo, se acuerda cuando los ponía a pelear a ustedes cuando estaban pequeños? You know, so uh, for the non-Spanish speakers, uh, do you remember when we used to make you guys fight? Because my parents, our parents, would put us to fight each other. But I don't think, in the long run, when I think about it, like you said earlier, it's the way they were brought up in the old school. You know. Yeah. And that, in a way, helped us out who we were as when we were growing up, because we grew up in fucked up areas where you had a fight. You know, my neighborhood wasn't the poorest, but it was a fucking rough neighborhood. Like, especially when it was nothing but blacks there. And, you know, I was that Mexican. Like, I thought I was Mexican until I was about 11 years old. And then you could tell there was a salvi coming down the street because this guy coming in his car. Hey, hijo de puta, que pasó, cerote? <laughs> this was calling me all kinds of Salvadorian names. Hey, you, you, hey, you thought you thought you were like David Chappelle? Fuck yeah, <laughs> the, the, the 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 clan. Black power. Yeah, yeah, black power. That was funny, man. It was fucking hilarious, bro. I mean, and but you know, tying it back together, like um. Back to the whole military comparison yeah. and contrasting, you know, we have each other's backs. We have a love for our country. You know, it, when we fought or when we go do what we do, it's not for our government. We don't do it even for our country. We do it for the person who's to the left and to the right of us, you know, and they, the same that's thing what they instill in you whenever you go through, like, look to your left or your right. These are going to be the people that you depend on and they depend on you. And it's the same thing with the neighborhood too, though. Cause like Dago was saying, if another neighborhood does something to your neighborhood or to one of your friends, you know, you're not gonna just let that shit slide. You're gonna right. go out there at TCB, you know, and fucking, if you don't, then you're just gonna be a bitch for the rest of your life. And it goes back to that respect factor. And but then it goes back to that fear factor. And um, at the Everything end- Everything is ran like gangs though, man. I think gangs, Gangs run, run the world, bro. I mean, the United States is a gang. You know what I mean? Other countries are gangs. Like, it, it all runs the same way. It's just that we're just in a smaller scale. We're talking about a neighborhood, and they're talking about a whole country, bro. You get what I'm saying? And, well, and, like big home and that's, and that's almost in, in yeah. that sense. Yeah. Look, and you got a president. You know what I mean? You got, you got, you got the, the Congress. You, 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 I mean, you got, you got levels. You know what I mean? And that's just the that's just like in gangs or 
even the mob, you know what I mean? They got their own structure. I mean, everything's ran the same way. It's just with a higher cost, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you fuck with the United States, you're going to get your ass whooped. Bottom line, bro. You know what I mean? We might fuck up this world, but we will come out winning. You know what I mean? You ain't going to fuck with us. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, those are, you are soldiers. And that's the way we feel when we're in the streets. Right. We're going to fuck you up too. Street yeah. soldiers. Street soldiers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's fucked up. And, and, and now that I'm thinking about a doubt and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, we're fighting for a country that we don't even know. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. You, know, you don't even know sometimes what you're fighting for. But like what he's saying, it's so yeah. much political. Like, you know, you're just told, yeah. hey, go out and run this mission. Right. What are we, do, what are we doing it for? Right. To fucking do it Dude, it's like right. when we were in Iraq. In Iraq, yeah. we used to go on patrols, right? In LA, in my neighborhood, I remember we used to call it hood patrol. We're going to go on hood yeah. patrol. You know, yeah. you get on your bike, start cruising around the neighborhood, trying to fucking yeah. find who's not supposed to be there. You know, you yeah. go on missions. Well, won't say what those missions are, but you went on yeah. missions and took care yeah. of business, you know? Yeah. And um, and there were risk factors. And again, yeah. that rush, that fucking yep. rush, well, you know? Knowing what the outcome is going to be at the end of it. You know? Yeah, that's the thing about it. We'd all be joking and fucking around and then we'd get in the Humvees and leave, and it was fucking game on, everybody on point, no fucking around after that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then I'm sure that you guys got friends that didn't come back, right? Or that they came came you back know. and maybe don't have an arm, don't have a leg now. What you our, know what I mean? Like, country, uh, the, the, the unit we were relieving got blown up, what, three days from leaving, Lopez? Yeah. Yeah. On that, and so, that, you know, that's the same way for us. Like, you know, and someone in the gang, like, yeah, you 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 lose friends too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You, you lose friends, and and that trauma again. That trauma is the same. We're experiencing the same trauma. It's just in a different scenario. Right. You're fighting for your country, and we're fighting for this block. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And at the end of the day, that trauma could fuck you up. Yep. Dude, you know what I mean, if you don't know how to manage it, man. And I'm glad you. That's a great way that I wanted to pivot into the next thing we're going to discuss now. Um. You know, and everybody, if you guys are listening to this, I appreciate y'all listening to this episode. Again, it's not your typical midweek memo where we're talking military shit. There is some military aspect to it, but this is mostly um, an interview, call it family day on the gun line, where, you know, it's great to have a different uh, diversity onto the here. And um, talking about trauma, um, you did outreach work, you were telling me, out there in Skid Row, right? And yeah. um, you that you see veterans out there, you know, that were fucked up. So, um, so right now I'm working with youth again. I've been doing this for the past 10 years, right? But I've been working prevention and intervention programs from San Fernando all the way to Watts. Okay. So I've been working in schools, middle schools, doing groups, doing all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? And I think I did everything backwards. So I did the experience first and now I'm getting the book smart. Oh, so nice. that's why it's so easy for me because I already done the work. So when they're talking about certain things, I already seen it. I already know how it works. So it comes, you know what I mean? Right. That's why I'm able to do what I'm doing right now to school. You know what I mean? Getting good grades. But anyways, I just finished uh, bef- before where I'm at, where I'm at right now. I, ju- I just I just started on the first or on the third, actually, uh, of this month. But prior to that, I was working at a shelter. And at the shelter, it was a crisis shelter for 90 days. It's a 90-day program. And, uh, you know what I mean, within those 90 days, they, they expect them to get housed. You know what I mean? If they don't get housed, then you give them extensions. You know what I mean? So you got, you got crisis bed, which are 
which are those from the from the streets that you know maybe they're chronic homeless. What they call considered chronic homeless are the ones that have been homeless for more than four years, five years. You know what I mean? They've been homeless for a while. And then you got uh, ADA beds, which are for the disabled. So those are you know some people. Not everybody that's on the street is on drugs. Not everybody that's on the streets is is you know what I mean. Uh, um, crazy. You know what I mean, it's, everybody has their different scenarios, right? You got mental health. You mean you got substance abuse. And then you got a lot of trauma. Then you got those that don't have no one, or maybe their family passed away, and they didn't know how to take all that. You know what I mean? And ended up losing it, and that's how they end up in the streets. So within that, in that shelter, I would say at least almost ten percent of it was veterans. And these veterans, I would say maybe only maybe one or two were sub, they had dual dual diagnosis, which is substance abuse mixed in with mental health. You know what I mean? So they're instead of them taking medication, they're coping with with uh, drugs. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and sometimes I would think like, man, these men right here, like you would know, like because when you're doing their paperwork and all that stuff, you're doing the intake. They're telling you their military history. You know what I mean, because right away you want to plug them in with the vets. You know what I mean? You want to plug them in with the, um, I don't know, with the, with the vets go. Uh, VA, VA. The, the VA. You want to plug them in with the VA. You know what I mean? Because they, you guys have a lot of benefits, you know. But you got to get plugged in. You got to do certain things in there, right? Right. But some of them are stuck. You know what I mean? Some of them, man, I don't know what. Some of them got different stories, and and I think like, man, these men right here fighting for our country. But yet they're at a shelter. You know what I mean? Like, how could you go? Maybe, maybe you were in Vietnam. You know what I mean? Or maybe you were. You know what I mean? You know, you got a lot of vets. You got a lot of vets that are from Vietnam that got stuck on drugs. You know what I'm saying? And they ended up in the streets. You know what I mean? And 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 I think like, man, how you gonna fight for a country and then come back and be asked out? You know what I'm saying? And I and I get it that, oh, we didn't do it for that. We did it for our people. You know, for freedom. You know, this is not. You know. Certain people did it for certain right. reasons, you know what I mean? And that's just the same way you tell me, like, damn, how the how the hell are you out there almost killing yourself for a neighborhood you don't even you don't even own? Well, I didn't do it for them. I did it for my homies. Right. You get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, our outcomes are almost the same. Not all the same, but the same way someone ended in a shelter is the same way one of my homies ended in the shelter because he just got out and he's stuck, got no education, right. you, know, you know what I mean? And, but he don't got no VA. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like there's and, no and, GA. And, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's no GA. You know what I mean? So I think for I think if anything, bro, with this homeless epidemic going on, I think if anything, pick up all our veterans, man. Pick up all our veterans, man. House them. But right? I mean, I know everybody else needs help, man. But man, you fought for our country, bro. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for those men and women fighting out there, we wouldn't be able to even have this conversation right here. I you know what I'm saying? We wouldn't be free to do that. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? People complain about this is not about our country. This, yeah, our country might be this and that, but I'd say this is the best country in the motherfucking world. I guarantee that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what I mean? And that's what I believe. You know what I mean? So I I, I always look at gangs and, and military the same. I know that our outcomes are different. You know what I mean? But almost the mindset, you have to be almost on the same page. You got to believe that there's something bigger than you. To you guys is the country, and to us is that neighborhood. You and, get what I'm saying? Yep. And um, dude, you are so on point on that. Um, to be in the military, you have to have a certain type of mindset, a mind frame. 
you know, to be a gangster, you have to have a certain type of mind frame, you know, and um, unfortunately, you know, the military is shying away from that. You know, they're going now to a more corporate America, uh, a more corporate military. Um, more like a business. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and um, that is not how it works. Like, trust me, I think that the military would run perfectly if you had a, a bunch of fucking knuckleheads, you know, from the streets. Not that I've already been knuckleheads long enough because they're just going to go against authority anyway. But there's a lot of fools. Honestly, I, I know a lot of cats, dude. And I'm pretty sure you probably knew a lot of fools that have given the opportunity. If they would have been in the military, they would have been fucking successful. Yeah. Because it's not that they're dumb. You know, my little homeboy, Evil. Rest in peace, that kid, man. I remember when he got killed. That shit broke my fucking heart. But yeah. that kid was smart as fuck, man. You remember yeah. Evil, right? Yeah. They lived in the corner house. Yeah. With his yeah. sister, Sunny, no? Yeah. Or Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, he, when he got killed, bro, I remember when he was a little kid going to fucking elementary school and I would tell him, Hey man, he's like, Hey, can I hang out with y'all? Like, nah, man, get your ass in school, go do your homework. Then you could come and hang out. You know, I told him there's no, there's nothing that says you got to be stupid to be a gangster. You know, you could have a fucking brain. And just like we were discussing earlier, but, um, you know, that kid, he would have been so great just because he had a good fucking mind in his head, you know? But when he got killed, his life got taken off so short. And it, just, it brings me to that, um, the thing of if these kids had a way to divert that energy, you know, into that, I think they would be more successful and the military would get something out of it because they get motherfuckers that have the personality that need it. For example, yourself, like you were saying, you loved violence at the time, you know, mm -hmm. and there's motherfuckers that thrive off of that and they make... Mm -hmm. They make good fucking. They make, they make all great rangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They make yeah. them good special forces soldiers. Exactly, you know, and it's just a, another a big misconception I think a lot of people have about gangbanging is um that it comes from like single family households, you mm -hmm. know, and like you were saying from the beginning, mom and pops working. They were both there. Well, they were there to provide but right but they weren't there, there. yeah you know they were there to supervise well uh -huh. like you said earlier and, and here's one thing and um you know Donna, you better start thinking about some questions to ask because um i'm about to run out of topics but here's one thing um <laughs> now that i'm older and i don't know if it's hit you but i almost teared up one day um when i was thinking about the sacrifices that my parents made you know coming over here and, you know, I was sitting back and I was just chilling, you know, smoking my cigar. And I'm thinking like my parents, my mom was a teacher in Nicaragua. She came over here to clean fucking hotel rooms and people's houses and babysit. My dad has always been a laborer, you know, mm -hmm. didn't have a first pair of shoes till he was nine years old. And then um, had a family in El Salvador, came over here and had myself and Doug. And then, um, you know, came in and took upon some other kids that weren't his and just worked, 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 worked to provide a better life for us. Yep. And how do I fucking thank them by being a shitty fucking kid? You know what I mean? And I'm looking about this in hindsight. And um, that's why now that I'm older, I, I, I apologize to my mom and my pops. Like, you know, I'm sorry for the shit that I put y'all through because that wasn't your intent. You came over here to give us a better life and we shit on it but I'm hoping that I did better now. You know what I mean? And they're proud of the shit that I've done and um, yeah. that I've accomplished now. Yeah. 
And um, the only way I could do it now is to pay it forward. Let my kids fucking have the opportunity that I didn't have, but I'm going to be there for my kids. Like my parents, it's not that they didn't want to be there, Mm-hmm. that they couldn't be there you know what i mean right. right so i mean the parents were there we had we had home food family but certain circumstances brought us for me again was belonging i wanted to belong like you said i saw my brother doug doug hanging out with angel with jeff with smurf you know and i i liked that and i wanted it you know and i got that i guess i got to have my cake and eat it too because I had it from the streets and then I had it from the military side. You know what I'm saying? So you know what too? I think that that the culture shock, like you know, because my mom, my dad, they're like the first generation to be out here. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I I think you know for us we, we're growing up in a different culture. You know what I'm saying? And as you're going to school, what what we think might be cool to them might be like, oh hell no. You know what I mean? That we I didn't dress like that when I was there in my country. Right. And I think that itself starts pushing you away because, you know, they, they everything was, oh, no, this is the cholo. You know what I mean? And, and, and it was, and it really was, you know what I mean? But there, it was just because it was something different for them, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, moms, I think she made it to high school. I'm not sure, but I know my dad, he's an Indian. You know what I mean? He's Indian. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's straight from the, from the, from the, from the, the campo. from the, from the campo. You know what I mean? So, him, you know what I mean? And then I don't think his dad was around. You get what I'm saying? Right. So th- I think that plays a part, you know what I mean? So I think, like, at the end of the day, they did their best, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't complain, you know what I mean? At, at least they tried. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least they didn't hurt, you know what I mean? They, they didn't do anything on purpose to hurt you. You get know what I'm saying? Because you got some parents out there that they'll, they'll choose a motherfucking, they'll choose dick over a motherfucking a kid any day, you know what I mean? Or you got motherfuckers, men, that will choose pussy over 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 their kid any day too you know yep. so you got some fucked the parenting out there too but i have to say you know what i mean at least they tried and they, they did good you know what i'm saying and i'm pretty sure they're proud of us you know what i mean because i'm pretty oh. sure they didn't expect us to be where we're at today you know what i mean I and even even other family you know members you know yeah you know, you know what i mean so you know at least at least if you know I me mean? if i don't talk to my family and they watch this they could say you know what hey at least this at least this guy got a good head on his shoulder you know what I mean? Because I thought he was lost out there. You know what I'm saying? You know, through all this whole time, I mean, honestly, I think that uh, the odds, I mean, I thought there were times where I was like, fuck, man, I wonder if he's still alive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hadn't heard from yeah. him in a while, you know? I'm like, damn, is he still alive or not? Like, when you got shot, I remember the first time you got shot, you were shot in the leg, I think. Yeah, in the leg, yeah. Yeah, and then the second time was when that happened with that incident. When that happened, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I was just wondering, like, damn, you know, this fool, I remember there was a time where you thought, I don't know if you were joking or not, but you thought you were invincible. You know, you're like, fuck that. They can't kill me. You know, that I, was my problem. Yeah. And remember, remember that every time I would get drunk at your house, I always wanted to go to the hood. And then you guys would tell me, I think Doug would tell me like, here you go with your shit again, man. I go, come <laughs> on, man. Just give me a ride. And they'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, I would get drunk and I want to go with it. And I, you know what I mean? These guys would be like, no, man. Just stay right here. You know what I mean? Where are you gonna go? And it'll be like Thanksgiving, Chris, something. You know what I mean? And and you know, and because they cared, you know what I mean? Yeah. They would tell me stay, you know what I mean? But I was just hard. I was already drinking, and that's the only thing I knew what to do, you know what I mean? So you yeah, didn't appreciate those things. You know what I mean? You, you, you know what I mean that's the type of, of love that you know, even though you don't see each other, I could see you, I could see like I could like we're talking, but like the way we're talking right now, 
Yeah. It's like we just we've been talking about this forever. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's family. You know what I mean? Hey, like gentlemen. even with Doug. If I see Doug, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be chopping it up too, no matter how ugly he looks. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. hey, I'm gonna put a stop on this one real quick. I'm gonna send one more out and we're gonna wrap it up because it's already okay. eleven o'clock. <laughs> all right, hey, wait, whenever you're ready, bro. All right, I know you we'll I know do one more and we'll wrap it up, all right? Okay, all right, man. All right, too easy. All right, y'all, round three. I appreciate y'all sticking with us if you have. Um, we're going to get ready to wrap this up here soon. Um, it's been going on for about two hours now, so I love hanging out with my nephew, I'm, and I get, I love hearing his stories, and I hope that you guys are getting something out of this, you know, something different. And um, hopefully, Dalton is going to bring it with some questions now because uh, I don't know what questions to ask. Um, you guys feel free. If you guys have any questions for him, let me know. Uh, hit me up on the gunline at gmail.com. Make sure you guys uh, hit me up in the comments, in the YouTube comments, in the Facebook comments, in the DMs. If you guys have any questions for him, you know, about the life of a gangster um, and, and whatever you want to ask, you know, he's an open book. Uh, Doubting, I was just telling the crew, um, Hope you got some questions, Chief. <laughs> Ask anything, whatever, whatever curiosity peaks, man. He's, he's run through a lot of the questions just with. I mean, he's got a, a great story. Right. I mean, just from where he started to where he is, it's it's. You probably don't see that very often. Unfortunately, you don't. Um, usually, it's the grave or prison. You know. That's what I, that's what I'm saying, and what he's doing with his life, you know. It's it, it's remarkable, really. And my bad if I've been having if I I know I said you're gonna be facilitating, you're gonna be leading this shit. Oh, dude, it's, it's been good, man. It's it's been great seeing you guys, uh, you know, kind of cut up and have you, you know, have your family time and, and kind of bounce stories off one another. It's 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 been awesome for me. I mean, I, I know the listeners are certainly gonna like it. We're what number three? This is the third invite into this deal, so. Yeah. It's it's a story that's that needs to be told, and, and even with this third one, I don't think it's going to be wrapped up, dude. I mean, I I can go on all day with Doggle. I mean, there's a lot of things like, uh, like I said, man. Um, me and him were two peas of the same pod. Um, he went harder than I. He's always done that though. He's always gone harder than me. For you know, it's always been a competition with him and I, and um. I don't think I went harder. I think that you caught it sooner than me. You were smarter. I don't know. Man. You got you caught you. You were able to find something different. I mean, that's a, that's a blessing, man. Because, like you say, who's to know if you? If we were still at my grandfather's house, yeah. And you know I mean, nothing like nothing. Everything that happened happened for a reason. You know what I mean? And that's led us to where we're at today, bro. You know what I mean? Because. Thank God I'm not there. You know what I mean? Thank God I'm not doing life in jail. You know what I'm saying? Dude. Thank God you're still al you're alive. You know what I mean? So that's I it. you caught it. We were talking about it just now before you came on, like you know, um, your journey, how where you started, where you've been, where you're at now, you know, yeah, and yeah. and normally that's not the outcome, especially right. for a gangster. A lot of people, especially for a gangster that went as hard as you did. You know what I'm saying? And normally that that it ends up in the fucking grave, you know. But you know what, man? We, we, yeah, but we all took the same chance, bro. It's just I think I really believe that we're all destined for something, man. We're all we're all destined for greatness, bro. 
It's but it's you finding what it is. What's your purpose, bro? Yeah, you know I mean, I, I I'm not into. I, I did that church thing at some point, but even in that, there's politics, bro. You know what I mean? Man has dipped into that so much that it's been corrupted. Yep. You know what I'm saying? The simplicity of God has been taken away from the church, bro. Just because of greed. You know what I mean? Man, man, man destroys everything they touches, bro. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Massive churches yeah. we have, you know, those big, huge churches. It's all about, you know, money. Money. It's all well, about the money. Church, the church needs money. Well, why, why does the church need money? What do y'all do with it? Yeah. Why, why is the pastor living in a, you know, yeah. big ass mansion with the Mercedes and butlers and shit? That's, yeah. that's not for the church. That's, that was for him. Yeah. That was his life. And, and the worst ones are the, are the ones that are in the, in the, in the, in the inner cities, man. The ones that are in communities that they're, they're, they're praying off the, the old and the, and the ones that are going through stuff, bro. Because those, are taking money every 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 week they're taking money from somebody that they need money you know what i mean it's like give me okay give me money right now for the church and this and that but yet this person that's probably the last dollar yep and because they their faith is so big they're giving it to them with, with a cheerful heart right you know what yeah. i'm saying and while this guy right here it's just coming up on them you know what i'm saying it's a hustle. But, and the good thing about it though that it it's their faith is what's going to move God's hand. It's not going to be that pastor. Yeah. It's going to be their faith. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Because no matter what they were, what their attentions were, it's going to come out to be good because their faith will move mountains. You get what I'm saying? And I think that's what spirituality is, man. I, I know that we got gods, and look at India. India has many gods. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's 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 what you believe in, bro, yep. and what you manifest in. You know what I mean? Like if you believe in something good, and you know this and that. What you put in, even though you might not get it back, it'll go back to one of your family members. Although you it, you can't go wrong with giving good, bro, right. by loving somebody, you know what I mean? And by loving everybody's differences, you know what I'm saying? But we're so, this world is, in order for someone to win, someone has to lose. Right. Why? Why does someone have to lose? Why can't we all be winners? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing about it. And that's the shit I'm talking about that they put in, they, they put that shit in us when we're young, bro. They, they, they're setting us up for a system. And I know that must sound crazy, and that's what I really believe, man. Oh, no, go ahead. But there's a system. Why don't they teach us money management? Why don't they teach us how to, how to you know what I mean, life skills? I think Why don't they all teach that us shit's basically out of school now. I don't think they teach any kind of no. finances yeah. or anything anymore. They took away mechanics. They took away the wood shops. They, they took away at least stuff that you know that if you got a little experience on, you could go about life and at least, you know, Oh, my car's not working. Okay, let me try to see if I can fix it. Right. Now it's like, like my now, kids, you know, if, if my kids don't, you know, I've got one kid that does pretty good in football. You know, he wants to go to college and all that. Yeah. I tell my kids, go to trade school. Yeah. Don't go after a fucking degree in, in liberal arts and all that. Yeah. Because trade school, electrical, plumbing, IT is a big one right now. Auto mechanics. Yeah, real big. People are going to need that for years to fucking come. I mean, yeah. That, that's a that's a recession proof job. Yeah. Or, or teach them how to manage money. We live with money yeah, all our lives. Taught how to manage money too. All our lives. You know, look at look at all the stimulus checks that went out. All these guys are like, yeah, we got money coming in. The old Biden and butts. Get them and spend them. They they could have you could have saved it. They could have saved it, but now what? They're broke again. Instead of flipping that money to more, like you got a thousand, flip it and make two thousand. 
But no, real quick, make that down with somebody big ass TV real quick. Oh yeah, man, we about but... to jump into some politics. <laughs> Man, but what I'm trying to say is that they're so quick to waste to you know what I mean to to waste that money mm-hmm. that they don't they don't even think about you know what let's do something with this mm-hmm. why do we have to wait for another stimulus check or put it in why, savings why, why can't I be the stimulus why can't I give out money why can't you know I stimulate saying? my own self yeah you get what I'm saying like why not have that type of mindset you bro? know and here's the thing Dago and here's the thing I think our family uh, is a different breed. Because one thing that I, um, I know for a fact in our family, both the Lopez and the Ramirez, we were taught to have fucking pride in what we fucking do. We work for what we fucking want. You know yeah. what I mean? I know at least for, my, for the Lopez side, my dad would not do welfare. They did it one fucking time and they yeah. said no. Yeah, because they used to make you go uh, with the food stamps. <laughs> to the corners. Hey, what about the man, the powder milk, bro? Oh my god, dude. Powder milk. That was my grandfather, huh? Yeah, that was, that was my dude, grandfather. My dad man. would not buy anything other than cornflakes <laughs> and powdered milk. <laughs> yeah. Or those all those all those cinnamon rolls. What in the little... morning? The, not cinnamon rolls, but the little the ones from the ABC market. The little with the with the glaze on top. Yeah, the honey buns. <laughs> yeah, the honey buns. Yeah, he used to buy honey buns all the time. Yeah, he did. Holy yeah. shit. Dude, do you remember like how things were different back when we were kids? Like when we went to Indio and we rode in the back of the truck yeah. all the way from LA to yeah, Indio. Yeah. And we're talking about a little ass rinky dink pickup truck. And we sat in the back of it. No seatbelts, no nothing. No, none of that shit. <laughs> you can't do that shit yeah. now. No, you can't do that now. Only in Alabama. Shit. Yeah, well, in Alabama, you can fuck your cousins. So yeah, I think you could do you could do it in Alabama with a chair in the back. <laughs> I seen that shit. I seen it. Somebody showed me a picture. Yeah. I mean, you can do it anywhere. I mean, well, I miss the South. I'll tell you one thing. One thing I did learn in the military, man. There's a lot more to the Mer- to the US than what we knew in LA. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you know, and I'm sure you saw that in, in, in places in prison because the right. diversity there. I remember my homeboy, Weddle, when uh, when he got out, uh, he was like, man, I never liked country music until I went yeah. to prison. You know, yeah. the white boys, they like those Peckerwoods. They just listen to that country all the time, you know. Well, that's the only station you got up there. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's why you listen. That's why you end up listening to the country, because those are the only stations you got in those uh and the and the and the boonies, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. I felt like I wonder what happened to a lot of my homeboys. I have never found out what happened with Manny. Uh, I just recently seen a picture of Jeff and uh and uh and Smurf. Yeah, with Veronica. Veronica put it up. With yeah, Jeff. Yeah, Ooh. I had just seen the Check this shit out. Watts. Why are houses and watts costing four hundred thousand dollars? Because they're doing gentrified. Man, you ain't they're gonna they want they're gonna gentrify it. You should see all Alameda now. Really? Alameda's nothing but 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 stores, and they got brand new apartments. So where the projects were at, yeah, it's all apartment been built brand new apartments. They knocked down, I think they knocked down half of the projects or something like that. Oh no, they knocked down oh, the project. They, they they built you know where the where my mom's house is at? Yeah, I mean, okay, you know how you go to Mount the King and you hit the corner in Alameda? Yeah. 
Okay, all that that was empty, that's all brand new stores. Everything it's it's, it's increasing the price. You have like junk like right there. Yeah, all that's gone right there. The the yard, everything's not. It's right next to the projects. Damn. Yeah. So all that all that's going up right there, man. That's crazy, dude. Crazy. Yeah. Four hundred thousand dollars for a house, huh? In Watts. Hey, is that a number? Watts is. Well, oh, um, South Central, Compton. Then there's Watts. Oh yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> It's so not, it's not, it's, yeah, it's run down. Dude, it, it's fucking ridiculous to me because my house that I live in, I only paid 270 and some change. And it, damn. Texas, man. I love fucking Texas. I'll tell now, you. How much is your, how much is the rent over there? Rent? Uh, about 1100 depending on That's where you That's a lot? Uh, uh, depending where you live, yeah. Uh, you, 1200 is a lot, yeah. Over here is 2600 Oh, yeah. 2600 yeah. 2600 Right now, our gas is Man, and in LA, by the Staples Center, uh, a single is 2200 Damn. Yeah. You're going to have to work a lot more than 40 hours a week to afford that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or you better have a good job or something. For real. Oh, yeah. Man. I'm telling you, here in Texas, there's no state tax. That helps. And then yeah. what's pissing me off, though, I put this up a lot on Facebook. But your property tax is expensive down there. Yes, they are. That's, that's so where I'm they a veteran, and I, oh yeah, yeah, property tax is where they get you. But you don't get uh, state tax. Pero here's the thing about Texas, though. I love it out here. People that are coming from Cali, they're fucking it up. They're fucking it up because they're bringing their politics with them, and the politics are what people from Cali are leaving because of, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And, and it's fucking it up. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fucking Republican. I'm not a fucking uh, Democrat. I'm in the middle. Uh, I don't categorize myself. I want yeah. a fucking Tulsi Gabbard to win, goddammit. I'm still bitter about <laughs> it. But, um, you know, they, they're coming over here. There's a lot of fucking Californians out here, especially in San Antonio, man. There's a lot of fools from L.A. here. They got oh, in yeah? and out here now, which honestly... Oh, there was no in and out? Oh, let me ask you something. Yeah. Texas is Whataburger. Tech, yes. Oh, Whataburger? Uh, Whataburger, son. Oh, Whataburger is oh, blasting and out. And now, here's the yeah, thing. I, I, I've had that right there in Arizona. Yes. So, here's yeah. the thing. I'm not a fucking uh, In-N-Out guy. Never have been. Yeah. Porque the nearest In-N-Out to my neighborhood was in Downey. Right. And to me, Downey I'm, was... I'm a Firestone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, th that was far away from me, and that was in the nice neighborhoods. So, yeah. to me, that was uppity. I'll take okay. All that right there is not uppity no more. Really? It's it's there there is no everybody's on the same boat out here now. No shit. Yeah, it's it's not like that no more, man. It's everybody's on the same boat. Now you could tell where the rich people are, but those who are like in the Hollywood Hills, you know what I'm saying? That yeah, you know where they're at. Everybody out here is is it, there it doesn't feel like that no more. Like, oh, that's a nice class. That's you know, they got money. Well, that's they, Everybody's on the same boat now, man. That's the boat. It is a trip. Yeah. So even Downey, Downey, you'll see a lot of paisas living in Downey now. Really? In those in those mansions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know how they got little mini mansions there? Well, see, I remember Downey just being Downey was like a suburb, all right? Downey. Yeah. And it's it's like um think um think of like a nice suburb in Oklahoma City. You know, that would be what Downey what Downey was to me. You know, because you had a, you go down Firestone and then you hit yeah. Bell Gardens and then you hit Downey, I think yeah. it was. No, no, no. You hit, you hit, uh, you go down and you hit, uh, you hit, uh, 
a little bit of Bell Gardens, the end of it, like Garfield. That's right. And then you hit, and then it's Downey. Then it's, it's all Downey. Downey. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then Bell Gardens is more on Florence. Yeah, yeah, it's more on Florence. Yeah, in Atlantic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're talking right now. Down is like, what the fuck are these fucking Mexicans? Yeah, yeah. I need to get a map. Maybe some Google Maps. <laughs> Danny, can you draw me a map? First of all, you don't call me Danny. You call me Lopez. <laughs> Sorry, I've just been hearing him say it. It's just yeah. kind of yeah, that, I don't do first names, dude. You don't. Now with the now with the people I, I work with, with the military guys, oh, we only knew you. each other by last names. Oh, <laughs> see that even 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 that's a comparison to gangs. We go by monikers, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> Damn, that's fucking dude. It's funny because even in the in in the military, we have uh we have nicknames for everybody, you know. Was oh, right? Yeah, we have well, we have nicknames for people, special <laughs> nicknames. Um, hey, what do what, I want to ask the retarded ones? Very. Hey, what do you think about that movie Sniper? Yeah. No, American Sniper. American Sniper. That's the one yeah. about Cal. That was the one that's that it's hard for me to uh watch some of these movies uh because they're just crazy. Uh, but um but what I, do you think about that one? I I don't think I've seen that one. The oh, last you haven't seen that one? Uh, the one that I did see that I was really good <laughs> is yeah. fucking um Pleasure. it's called the outpost. It's on Hulu. Is it on Hulu oh, or Netflix? Netflix. It's on Netflix. 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 on Netflix. Dude, if you watch the outpost, that one's fucking badass, man. It, I, but is it on is it on point? That one's it, on fucking point. Like, you know, a lot of these movies are Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Like well, this, this one's based off a true story, and they actually went to the guys who were there as the advisors yeah. for the fucking movie. Yeah. It, and it, they, they actually, at the end of the movie, they kind of tell their stories about where they kind of played into all this. It's a, oh, it, They actually did it right. It was a yeah. situation, man. That, that it's, um, it's about a place called Cop Keating. It's a combat outpost. Uh, key yeah. and they basically got they put fucked up they in the middle up. of a shit ton of fucking mountains because that's tactically advantaged. That was they, oh, they got that? overrun like a motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Check it out. Check it out, dude. It's a really good fucking movie. It's on point down to the shit talking that we have between each other. Like yeah. even down to that because out there the only thing we have is our sense of humor. You know what I mean? And I think that's one thing that you carry very well, too, is a sense of humor. Because yeah. I think you know that if we don't laugh at the shit that we've been through, yeah. we're fucking crazy. You oh, know? laugh is beautiful, man. Dude. If you if you watch the movie American Sniper, if you haven't, read the book. It's, it's fucking phenomenal. It blows the movie out of the fucking water. It, so you've seen American Sniper? Yeah, I've seen American Sniper, but I what read the about book it? before I watched the movie. So is that is that movie on point? Uh, it's based off the book, but it's very Hollywood, ho Hollywoodified. Oh, okay. Point. Like there, oh, there's okay. points in the book that they the movie did do right, but obviously, you know, they they've got to make it glamorous so people. Right, know, right, right. But oh, the okay. Book, the book's way better. I think I also uh, another thing is that some experiences differ. For example, American Sniper is more on the sniper end of um of the movie. Or of the what about Lone military. Survivor. Lone Survivor was a good fucking Watch flick. Lone Survivor. Yeah, that's I, a. I haven't seen that one. Check Watch that one, but that book is even better because that guy's oh, yeah. still alive. I, I like reading the books before I watch the movies. That way, you can kind of see 
how similar they are. Or aren't. Like, well, you got to throw your white privilege on us because you could afford. Hey, but the book's always the best. I'll send you. I'll, I'll send you the book, man. <laughs> I've got the book at the house. Your white privilege against us. Are you saying that we can't read? That's why we go to movies. Is that what you're saying, Dowden? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you can read. I don't know about you, Lopez. I think he can. He's going to school, so. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, another good one, dude. Like, I remember when we were kids, too. Now that you brought that up, as kids, yeah. I've always wanted to be in the fucking military since I was a fucking youngster because of my brother Robert was a Marine. My brother Ed was a Marine. He went yeah. to combat in the Gulf War. Yeah. You know, yeah. My brother Romeo was a Marine uh, in the Army. Army. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I, I've always wanted to do it. Unfortunately, life decisions i had to get a lot of cover-up tattoos in order to get in you know what i mean like i like i got a big ass eagle on my chest which could be an eyeball with wing <laughs> and was under there. you know what i mean in order to cover it yeah dude i had <laughs> i had a, i had to cover all that shit up or the or the army they wouldn't would take you on nope i would be permanently disqualified like they even oh, yeah. told me like dude you'll be permanently disqualified if if I even take pictures of that. So I'm like, all right, what do I need to do? And they were like, yeah, fucking cover it up. And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to cover up letters and then numbers? Yeah, yeah. Get you a good tattoo artist. <laughs> I don't know if you saw my tattoos. They were not very good, but they did the job. Dude, it was funny as fuck because one of my drill sergeants called me out because I had the X and I had the eight, right? So fucking, um, I covered up the X, kind of, but I still had the eight. And they were like, What's that for right there on your shoulder, Private? I'm like, oh, it's an unfinished snake. Like, Private, I'm not fucking stupid. Once you get out of here, you go fix that shit up and get it covered up. We don't want to be bringing your street shit over here to the army. Believe it or not, there's a lot of fools out here in the military, fool, that they claim to be gangsters. There's some yeah. that actually live the life. There are. And there's yeah. some that... um They just didn't get in trouble, huh? Just claim it. <laughs> and then there's others, fool that you would want to fucking beat up on site just because they claim to be gangsters. Is it like uh -huh. the stolen valor kind of deal? <laughs> that oh, is that be. right? Bro, you would want to fuck these for wannabes. I'm talking about straight fucking wannabes. I'll give you one example. Dowden, you know who I'm talking about. Storytime Taylor. Ooh, Storytime Taylor. Motherfucker, dude. <laughs> Check this fool out, man. This motherfucker talked about that. He was a gangster in Kansas, all right? Yeah. Um, the his gang, his gang, there were the Jokers or something like that. Or I can't. I remember. think you're right. I think it was the Jokers. And yeah. Get this. They would put neon paint on. All right. And they would go <laughs> and terrorize the neighborhoods. And that's what they would do. Them and the gang. And I'm. Hey, he's been watching too much Warriors. Not even. We figured it out. My boy Cruz, yeah. my buddy Cruz that died last year, uh, yeah. he figured it out. It was from Batman. Remember the, the cartoons? Batman? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the little the Jokers, they're his little minions that wake up on in neon. That's where he got it from, fool. <laughs> oh, fuck. Did anybody ever call him out? I heard a lot. Fool, I called that motherfucker yeah. out. I'm like, you really, you want to talk about gangs? And so... Some of my hood shit came out of there, and oh, hey, but you know, did you guys tell him that that was from the Batman scene? No, we didn't figure out that two years, figure oh, out two years God, later. Oh, I got, I got you. Yeah, 
Dude, it was funny. Like <laughs> one thing that sucks is uh, I've been sober now for almost three years. And man, that's good, man. Dude, I was a shitty drunk and um, <laughs> a real shitty drunk. But um, in, the, in the army, sometimes my accent would come out because, you know, we eventually as we grow up, we change the way we speak, the way we right. pronounce shit. So my accent would come out sometimes. And not only that, sometimes my hood shit would come out when I was drunk. My yeah. boy Moya, if it wasn't for Moya, he's the one that saved me a lot of times because that fool grew up in the hood, but in Vegas. He just mm. never fucked around. He never fucked around, but he grew up in the barrio, you know? Right, right, right. He saved me a lot of times. He's like, hey, fool, come on, let's go. Like, he would calm me down because I would act so stupid. He man. didn't save you from that fire you you fell in, oh did he? Fucking God. <laughs> well, what happened? Go ahead, Dowden. So we were, uh, it was when we were deploying and uh, we had a big old party over at a, at a house and uh, it's kind of out in the country and it's all of us and we're in the military. You just, you drink a lot on your free time. Yeah. Big old bonfire. Everybody's hanging out and this dumbass decides, hey, I'm going to go fucking fall inside this fire real quick. This looks like a good idea. What the hell? I maintain that somebody pushed me into the fire. All right. But you well, talk to anybody else, and they will say that there was fucking no one around this motherfucker. He just <laughs> jumped into the fire. Hey, what happened when you fell in there, though? I got up burnt. <laughs> oh, so you were you woke up or what? No, fool. So okay, I was drinking Presidente that night, like straight out the yeah. fucking bottle, getting fucking trashed because we we're getting ready to deploy to um to this Iraq. It's like our probably our last weekend before yeah. we deployed that week, before so we, we were getting fucking. Shitty drunk, and they were giving us lots of opportunity to do it. Oh, yeah. oh dang. And um, next thing I know, like the fire has started dying down. I was swaying, and uh my face was burning. <laughs> next thing I know, dang. my face, like my face, dude, my hand, everything. And then somebody <laughs> picked me up out of the fire. Somebody pushed me in. Somebody pushed so me in. You just fire. said it, you were swaying and you <laughs> Look, hey, I, did you burn yourself or no? Oh, yeah. My face got burned. Oh, yeah. He was, oh, no scars. Man. No scars, though. Thank God. No scars. Oh, and they didn't tell you nothing when you, when you went out? The, 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 the captain or? Nah, man. Nobody, it was the weekend. I mean, bro, I could tell you so many shenanigans motherfuckers did back in the day. We had one guy that got shocked by the taser from the PD, by the police. Um, I don't know if you remember that one when Johnson... Uh, he got tased by the cops. And, um, dude, as long as you didn't make the blotter or you didn't get in trouble, you'd be I all mean, right. We used to have oh, huge fucking barracks parties, like oh, hundreds of motherfuckers. Just you'd go to room to room to room and get whatever kind of fucking drink you wanted. And it, that shit would go on from the time at five o'clock Friday when you were done till fucking Monday morning, right before PT. Man. And, <laughs> and, and PT is what? When you go back to work or? or Oh, when you got to go exercise? Yep. And Damn. I can tell you, that there's, there's a lot of times where we've probably shown up to PT fucking drunk as shit. Still drunk. Smelling like alcohol? Smell like alcohol going on a five-mile run like it ain't. Right. Really? Freaking. Hey, I bet it was the hardest, though, getting started on. Oh, dude, i tell you. I'm thinking about just throwing up just doing that. In Korea, I remember, like, I didn't even sleep maybe two hours. Still drunk from the night before going out running reeking of alcohol every monday it smelled like a brewery when somebody would run by because everybody just smelled like alcohol man 
it was just part of the culture. It's just part of the culture, you know. And um, yeah. now that Presidente I'm, used to fuck me up, man. Hmm. Presidente, that was my drink right there. Oh, the Cisco's. Oh, fucking man. Cisco. Cisco's, man. Dude, you remember my birthday, my twenty-first birthday? We got fucking drunk on Cisco's, watching Ren and Stimpy. It <laughs> sounds familiar. It was me, you, and Doug, and all we it did was. Familiar. It was my 21st birthday. We bought a bunch of Cisco's and we just sat down and watched Ren and Stimpy. You buffoon and getting fucked up on Cisco. You you grabbed that big ass piece of the turkey leg and started munching on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, I forgot about that. Yeah. Hey, Cisco's nasty. Now I smell it. Hey, that's good you haven't drank though. I don't really drink. Well, you never were much of a drinker. Yeah, I don't really drink. No you know what's yeah. fun? Motherfuckers would drink to get beer balls and that's what's funny about this guy he didn't need to have beer balls he just yeah i didn't really but when i got drunk i got drunk bro yeah that's one thing man yeah yeah but there was no in between that was lopez that that was lopez too when yeah drunk, it was there was no like here and here in, yeah straight from here yeah exactly right away yep. <laughs> quick oh man Dago, it's been a pleasure having you here today, man. You too, my boy. Really thank you for having me, man. Hey, You've thank you, brother. A great fucking story, man. Oh, I mean, thank you, my brother. Needed to be told for sure. Oh, Dude. man. It's awesome sharing it right here, man. Good Dude, looking I, out. I can't wait to have you on again. We got to have you on again just to what? know, uh, just on general principle, because, goddamn, it's just catching up with you. And motherfuckers don't get to hear, like, there's a lot of backstories that a lot of people don't, didn't hear, you know, right. a lot of shit. Um, God. We just damn. scratched the surface. Oh, oh not yeah. even scratched it. We barely probably rubbed it, you know. Nah, like, that's a lot of stories, man. There's, there, you got to think about it. We're 43 years old now. Damn. I don't feel 43, though, man. Me either. Hey, y'all made me feel like a baby over here at 37. Shit. Fucking little Damn, I wish I was 37, man. You're right. <laughs> 37, shit. I wish. Yeah. You know what? I think I, I don't think I've ever noticed my, my age till now. Like now I even think like the only like well we're 43, right? Yeah. And, and I think like I don't remember ever saying like I'm 37 now. I'm 36 now. It was just going, you know what I mean? And now I look back, I'm like, damn, the time just went by quick. Shit. And look, we're in the middle, say, we're in the middle oh, of fuck, we're like, I'm, I'm, I think you usually say that shit when you're in the 20s. Once you get past 30, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I'll be yeah. honest with y'all. I had to ask Linda how old I was because I didn't know if I was turning 43 this year. Same way. I swear to God, I'm like, hey, am I turning yep. 43 or 44 this year? Because yeah. honestly, I stopped celebrating birthdays. I haven't celebrated yeah. them. You know, it's like another year closer to death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, goddamn. Anyway, it's been a pleasure having you here, man. We've been almost going for two fucking hours. Um, gentlemen, ladies, whoever's listening to this podcast or watching us on the YouTube, I hope y'all enjoyed this shit. Um, drop us a comment, slap a like, subscribe. It'll do something. And um, you know, if y'all want to hear some more of Dago's stories. Hit us up. You know, I'll be more than happy to bring him back on here. I'm sure he'd be anytime. I'm sure he'd be uh more than happy to to give you guys an insight on that life. Um and give you knowledge or give you fucking um a different outlook. 
you know what I mean? And mentor you in ways that he's walked the walk. You know what I'm saying? There's motherfuckers that talk. There's motherfuckers that walk, you know? And that was one that if he talked, you damn sure straight, he's going to walk it. He ain't going to just be bullshitting. So anyways, y'all, um, I appreciate y'all being here. I don't even know how to wrap this up. I'm so tired. So, <laughs> with that, it's later with it on. It's it's almost midnight. So with that said, rounds complete. In the mission, gun line out. Bye, motherfuckers. <laughs>